welcome to The Lux Files, a podcast for occultists about occultists. I'm your host, Sean, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to subscribe to The Lux Files wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date on all the new episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Deluxe Files. Psychic medium, Reiki master, Allison Awakened. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I am, um, I think today, fabulous. Fabulous. I think I'm doing fabulous today. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. But it's nice and dreary here, and I quite like that weather. <laughs> are you when it's gray near, someone down there uh uh tweeted that there's a tornado warning is that anywhere near you oh probably there's <laughs> there's almost <laughs> seriously there's almost always tornado warnings anywhere between meford and barry and i'm like right in the cradle of all of that um, right, like right right nestled, nestled nicely between georgian bay and blue mountains so i'm in the cradle of life here <laughs> And there's almost always a funnel somewhere in the sky. <laughs> it's silly. Mm-hmm. I experienced my almost first tornado in your area when I was a kid. Oh. And, it, it, and you know, it was funny. I was traveling with my father and I always loved tornadoes and I wanted to be a tornado. I mean, like I was literally 10 years old at the time. And I, wanted- I loved Twister. So I Yeah, get yeah. oh, such a great movie. Yes. That is such a great movie. I mean, that's a movie you can watch a billion times and never get bored mm-hmm. of. But mm-hmm. so I wanted to be a tornado chaser and we were driving on the 400 and I can't Mm -hmm. remember, I think we were still south of Barry at this point. And, you know, the clouds and the green sky and the tornado warnings and everything. And I was terrified. Uh Yeah, and then um, fast forward, I was what, 10-ish? Fast Mm -hmm. forward a couple of decades and I moved to Texas and I was literally like driving and dodging tornadoes. So, yay, yay. That puts a whole new meaning on Frogger right there. Uh, Right, 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 right. I remember I was um, driving um, back from from, uh, Lubbock, Texas to Mm -hmm. Houston. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I was living in Austin at the time. I can't remember. I was either living in Austin or Houston. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you had like the swirling like funnel cloud, like right above my car. And I'm looking and I'm like, well, okay, this is really, this, this can't be good. And I'm like, and I'm trying to convince (laughs) myself everything's okay. And I'm like, well, you know, there's no hail, so it can't be that bad. And right as that thought, right as that thought left my head, all this hail just came tumbling down and it's pelting my car and a few minutes later i'm looking in the rearview mirror and there's just this black black tube coming from from uh the clouds down to the ground you had extra on twister yeah yeah <laughs> that was that wasn't my only twister in texas and that was my goodness. Also, like when i first moved to texas from canada where we don't yeah. have hurricanes yeah um, it was what three months three months after i moved uh to from, from you had your first Toronto experience to houston we had hurricane ike and that was 
that was Houston's first direct hit by a hurricane in 24 years. And so I lived through that. Um, So thanks, Texas. Like that. Thanks. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I never lost power though. I had, you know, my internet, my cable, my air conditioning throughout the entire ordeal. I eventually lost water. Uh, you know what's so cool though is as you're telling me these stories I'm tuned in right because Mm -hmm. I can't help but tune into somebody and like what I'm raring to tell you is like but oh my god you're such a great person to have around in a crisis because you just this calm descends like Uh, well what else are you gonna do I mean you know not everybody's like that Sean but but what what are you gonna do I mean like the the uh, see you know it's funny because being in 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 uh, growing up in a place where you don't have hurricanes and you just see them on the mm. news, there's this this strange like, well, what are you gonna do? A, a yeah. hurricane on its way, but also at the same time, kind of having the impression that if you're in the path, like the direct path, like the eye of the hurricane, like that's certain death. So mm. you have oh, those yeah. two things at the same time, and they're equally mm-hmm. balanced. And so I'm. And I didn't have a car at this time when, when I moved to Houston. So it's not like I could have <laughs> hopped in my car and left town. Oh dear. So it, it was this weird, like, well, I mean, I have no choice because I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, also like, doesn't being in the eye of a hurricane mean you're you're going to die? Like that's a good no, thing. I, and of I course, also then, just don't mean then, hurricanes. You're just calling tor- a crisis. It could be any crisis. tornadoes are dropping. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, at one point, all the, um, the the transformers are exploding and they're getting closer to my place and all these explosions. And it, yeah, it was pretty wild. And I finally fell asleep around six in the morning and I slept in my hallway because my bedroom, the windows were only like three feet away from my bed and they're no. they're from ceiling to floor well like that's not like, a good time <laughs> like maybe eight inches up from the floor so it's all glass mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. slept in the hallway on the floor and mm-hmm. I dreamt because the, the place is covered in lizards yeah and I dreamt that I was running outside grabbing up all the lizards that I could and bring them into my apartment because I was worried that they would get killed in the hurricane so yeah um yeah so that's 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 texas that's so yeah thanks texas no but i'm wondering what the lizards were now because what is it's something personal well i you know i mean i'm an animal lover and i i've always loved lizards um Mm -hmm. ever since i was a child and so when i moved to texas like like that's stuff you don't think about when you're moving to a completely different climate like Like you're not thinking about the ecosystem all the time. No, and I mean, you know, so I I moved to Texas and there's all these lizards running around. I'm like, this is so cool. And Mm -hmm. I discovered that cockroaches fly down there. That was great. And they fly and they're they're big and they fly. Mm -hmm. And um, I discovered um, cotton mouths. like after it rains really heavy, don't walk on the grass because the cotton mouths come out of their holes and they're one of the most, or they're the most poisonous snake in North America. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and water moccasins attacking my face. I'm wondering though, if lizard is a familiar for you. Well, that's actually 
uh, well, that's not a conversation I want to have on the podcast. Absolutely. But, but that's why I said lizard's personal. But, and oh, lizard means something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, oh, yeah, nudge, yeah. nudge. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I, I spent I spent my first hurricane, well, my only hurricane, um, dreaming about rescuing lizards. So of course you were because apparently lizards don't like the rain. I I don't know. You dreamt of that. Oh, she keeps knocking over my mic. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Cats are assholes. I get it. They're little uh, queens and kings is what they are of their reign, which is um, everything that belongs to you is theirs. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, honey. My goodness. We're going to work it out. Yeah. Okay. We're going to work it out by her being held. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've not, okay, I've not been in a dire natural situations like you are, but I have such a fascination with natural disasters. Oh my goodness. Because it's it's like such a raw, pure form of mother nature. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. And it's mother nature or whatever you believe nature to be expressing in such a huge way. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really absolutely. Is. absolutely. Is, is this haunted today? This doesn't happen in client sessions. Can I just tell you? Why, why, what's going on? My mic is slowly moving. Why is your mic on? moving on its own? It's never done this before. Can I tell you? That's creepy. That actually looked really creepy. It was happening slowly this time, which also has never happened before. Yeah, I'm just going to point that out. But I'm used to this. This happens to me all the time. I get my weirdest um, experiences when I'm with other people. It never happens by myself because they just talk to me. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm with other people, they touch things, especially technology. Please, please leave that alone. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, speaking of experiences like that, all my experiences that have been like with witnesses and stuff is always technology, and it's always when I'm with somebody else. Like I've mm. had it with spirit boxes. I've had it with cell phones. I've had it everywhere, and never does it to just me. Well, I mean, I, if I, if I were dead and like communicating with living people, I think it would be really boring to do stuff like that with a a psychic medium that's used to that sort of interaction, but when they're alone, because it's like, well, big deal. But if, if they have people over, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have some fun. You yeah know. exactly yeah but, but with the psychic medium they're also very much like they want to sit on the couch and have a coffee like it's very much like yeah. oh i can talk to you i just want to do that i don't want to do all the smoke and mirrors and yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna save that for an audience yeah absolutely yeah. That, 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 mm-hmm. that, that makes sense that makes sense yeah which what i'm trying to tell them like hey he's not impressed by this which is why <laughs> not moving now i'm like hey he's a veteran at this he's seen it he's seen yeah, things yeah. <laughs> like, been there on. done that have all the t-shirts absolutely yeah yeah absolutely not impressed, not impressed. although levitate the bed i would love that oh my god i'm such a nerd for paranormal or, stuff like that or yes. turn the light off 
the light that's behind Allison's left shoulder. Turn that off and, yeah. and I'll be impressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to be like that. I see. All right. Never mind. Moving on. It'll happen later. Probably. It'll mm -hmm. probably happen like the second I, when we're done and I, I hit end uh, on the Zoom call. No, it's going to happen randomly while we're talking about something else. Well, I hope so. Because it's about calling attention to, you know. Yeah. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> yes. Or like I said, levitate the bed, you know, either or, you know, something simple like that. I'd, I'd so. be okay with that. And I'd also be yeah. okay with not playing with my camera focus too. Would be mm. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sitting still. Why is my camera focusing in and out? That's annoying. When yeah. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first time you had a conversation with a spirit? Okay. Um, I've had my gifts my entire life, but I have really ignored <laughs> out of fear, the mediumship. But the first time I would have seen a spirit, like my living memory of it, fairly young, but I grew up in a very old house as well, like turn of the century. Um, in the same area I was talking about earlier. And so it was haunted out the wazoo. So there okay. was plenty, there was plenty of spirits to, <laughs> but it was always, um, it was always how it manifests for most people in the beginning when they're really trying to stunt their own gifts out of fear. Right. It was very corner of eyes and, and seeing a face, but then it's not there when you look back. So it was right. very like sporadic, but my entire life, yeah. So mm -hmm. like growing up as a kid, you would, you would have experiences, but it, it, it wasn't so out of fear. You weren't like, okay, I'm going to like, these are imaginary of, friends and I'm going to play with them. It was out of fear of a few things. Um, it was out of fear of like awareness, even at a young age that norm, that no, that wasn't normal. Right. Even with peer groups, like kids in school, aren't talking about, you know, that they see eyes staring at them while they're sleeping. <laughs> I can't sleep at night because of that like kids aren't in the kids are in the playground saying want to come to my birthday party yeah. so I knew from a fairly early age that it was different right. and the lack of normalcy had me like keep it completely completely to myself I didn't even come out to my parents about it until later in life when I started doing this professionally oh that long wow yes yes wow. I didn't tell them until like mm-hmm wow I, I stayed very closeted with most of this for most of my life yeah Wow. Mm -hmm. So closeted to the point where like you weren't actively pursuing your mediumship even? Like you I were wasn't still pursuing mediumship, but I was pursuing what I guess I would identify as psychic. So okay. I, was, okay. I was receiving precognitive stuff. I was using those abilities, like those abilities would come into scholastics, would come into like work, would come into, because when you have these things, they bleed into all areas of your life, of course, whether you're yeah. aware of it or not. So yeah. like the more psychic side of things, I would allow the mediumship would happen around the edges um, and would come out a lot while sleeping for me. Right. A okay. lot. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you're not willing to accept it when in conscious waking state. It's it, it's still there. It yeah. needs to come out somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
first okay i'm not i'm not sure how to frame this this question that's okay because i understand the meaning behind the words yeah, so I'm, just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm curious for someone who's a medium and yeah who can see spirits so easily and mm. you know you're, you're so you're afraid of this so you're trying to like suppress it and and deny mm -hmm. that that what it's not that what does that do to a person but like how how do you cope then because just denying it just as a, a denial doesn't yeah. turn it off it doesn't stop it from happening so, it so if, if you're trying to deny this this ability but nothing really is changing these spirits are still trying to interact with you what is that like in your head it's busy it's very busy it's hard to focus sometimes um organization time management that kind of stuff is difficult because it's like you have your running lists of like these projects are due at this time i have these dates to remember i have these appointments to remember while you have like cnn ticker tape going on in the background and it was still even like that when i was fairly shut down or closed some of this because it's it's almost like for me the way it manifests is like i used to say multiple radios on but that is even understating it it's like cnn ticker tape with like eight screens, all oh. CNN, different channels of news. <laughs> like, right, yeah, right. so it gets busy. Um, in terms of how I would have coped with it, my story's a bit different. Like I had other areas in my personal life that were very um, almost like smothering in a way, or I had other problems in my life mm -hmm. that were muggle or mundane um, while growing up. So like, having to work through those things meant that there was no time to worry about other things like you prioritize through your human experience very right easily. yeah and you prioritize with the unexplained very easily the human mind goes immediately to putting it in a box somewhere especially yeah. the unexplained things yeah yeah but it, which makes sense i mean i think that's just a natural like a, a natural thing for for humans to do you know to, mm -hmm. you know to if, if you're not if you if you don't want to deal with something you kind of just put it in a box and shove it aside mm -hmm. but you're are you really putting it in a box and shoving it aside because i'm imagining no, no i see that's the yeah. result of me doing years of that was it all exploded at once mm. and it was intense right so right. like it, it's it's like when you it's like when there's holes in a dam and you're just slowly plugging each hole but not dealing with the whole structure of the dam needs to be needs to be addressed yeah it all comes down eventually and that's yeah. what happened like mid-20s for me is it just all slammed in at once because I'd been trying to control trying to control I got to a state in my life where I was comfortable in my own skin I loved myself I was physically healthy I was mentally emotionally health healthy so I got to a space in my life where I was like a hundred mm. and then it all slammed into me at once because I was prioritizing the other areas that were not so great and right. that was enough of a distraction to keep the rest at bay but then once my life was stabilized and in a great spot it all just descended yeah and so like don't that do what I do <laughs> yeah that, but that kind of makes sense though because if if you're dealing with other issues mm. and and those are finally solved or or reconciled or whatever and you finally find yourself in a good place it's it's like that one last thing that's and, not been accepted within yourself mm -hmm. and 
and it just explodes because now you have the time to deal with it. So I, I guess that kind of makes sense. So you spent pretty much your entire childhood, teenage years, up to your mid-20s, just completely trying to deny this. Trying to deny all of it. Yeah. And I, I especially used more of it, especially psychically when I was coming into post-secondary education, that's when it started really blossoming because mm. I was away from home on my own and I'd had my first bit of independence and in finding myself that made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So then I was noticing in fits and spurts, having awareness of knowing what a professor or teacher wanted, what they meant, what they said through a syllabus, rather than I found myself anticipating needs of authority figures around me very easily and very quickly because right, I was turning right. into their wavelength and knowing what they wanted, even if they hadn't told classrooms yet or other employees yet. Right. So it really started, I, I would say the acceleration to the bigger event of it all crashing down was through post-secondary and then it just got quicker and quicker, almost exponentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was... A lot. So you using like your psychic abilities mm. around this time, was it just, you know, using those innate abilities through your mundane life? Or were you like, oh, I think I'm psychic. I'm going to get tarot cards. Or I'm no, I labeled it as um, I labeled all of it as a photographic memory to be honest. Uh, okay. But okay. it took quite a while for me to realize that what I see visually, what I remember visually, and what I interpret visually is so far from how it works for everyone else. Right. Because that's the other thing. When you possess these gifts and abilities your entire life, your point of reference of normalcy is based on what you experience. Right. Until you're in the playground and people are talking about birthday parties and not talking about eyes watching them while you're sleeping. <laughs> then you have some idea like, whoa, I'm a little different, but you don't yeah. know the degree to which you're different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, in, I thought in the beginning it was photographic memory. I thought in the beginning, like when I was using it that much, I thought like, wow, I'm just really good at studying <laughs> because and this is where like, don't do as I did, but yeah. I was not, I, I was a great student that didn't work very hard. Mm. So I would study the night before for a university exam. Right. Right. And make myself like a cheat sheet where I would write tiny, tiny, you know, stuff about everything. And then I would just look at it. I wouldn't even read it. And I would visually remember all of it, mm. which is not, I think, nor because it's easy for me to recall things visually in my head and dive deeper. Right. And zoom into things. And it's just very. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's very yes. interesting. Yes, I can take a scene when I see something visually, whether it's a scene playing out in a timeline based on a reading that I'm doing, or whether it's a visual still memory, like a Kodak moment photograph, I can take it almost like Minority Report when you see the screens and, and I forget the actor's name now, but like you can like move your arms out and in to make something bigger. And I do that in my mind with the pictures. Right. Too. Yeah and turn angles around to see people's faces differently or to see objects in a room differently or yeah. And it's, I would do that with, I would do that in school with my little cheat sheets. Exams. So, you know, knowing you, mm. I have a feeling that at least at some point before that, that moment where you were kind of like coming into your own and and that's you know that that point where you were finally able to kind of 
accept this mm-hmm. and start working with it. I kind of feel like you at least once in your life before that point had a very dramatic like scene in a exorcist movie like like just you know completely dramatic over the top irrational like the devil's got me this is you know something like that i had like you like like you you think like like just shit's just I didn't have an event like that. I had more so. Not that you had an event like that, but that you you were like, this is going to happen, you know, something dramatic like that. Mm, the dramatic stuff happened more when I was doing this work professionally. Like I've got good stories for that. But beforehand, it was more so consistent. I'm trying to think of how to say it. Consistent visitation with entities and beings and not all of them great which Mm -hmm. is not talked a lot about in new age communities specifically but I I had a lot of because the umbrella term I guess I suppose I use for that is uh watchers I had a lot of watcher type of entity energy Mm. that were visitations from consistent um so I had more so that kind of stuff than bigger yeah and and things with like red eyes looking at you constantly and things like that yeah it's very comforting that sounds sweet red eye yeah and that's actually a common story like a lot of people will hear this and be like oh i've seen red eyes like Mm. it's a a very common thing no yeah it absolutely is and it makes me wonder like one of two things that there are entities out there that have red eyes or or it's either something that's you know something implanted in our minds um as as very representative of a negative entity because of you know hollywood or, or something well, and is it negative because red can also mean passion and love right so I, I also think we have something implanted in our brains where we immediately associate and interpret certain things like red may be part of the message but i'm interpreting that in my human context Mm. and like perhaps through the color they're trying to express a thought or a concept right 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 yeah so and that's only true because I unconsciously really wanted to wear my red shirt today and that's you know because clearly my love for you is just (laughs) you're amazing yeah so you're amazing um, how'd you know my favorite color is red oh is it really Yes, oh, my I favorite color no, is red. No, it's funny because when you're so psychic, that's how you know. When when we first were talking about you, like, and I mean, this is going back weeks and weeks and weeks. When we first talked about you coming onto the podcast, um, I literally, um, like, I'm holding off and wearing this shirt on my podcast for Allison's um, uh, uh, episode, oh and goodness. you know, and and but there was no like thought. Uh, mm-hmm. caught behind that like it did there was no follow through like and this is the reason why you know what I mean well you look good in red I I mean I look in any color that was something else I was thinking about earlier thank you for saying that about I, yourself no I look great in in, in all color really um, yeah. 
I wish people were more positive about themselves the way that you just were because I had that moment earlier today I took a nap looked at myself in the mirror and was like wow I look gorgeous after having just woken up I wish people had more moments no I no I realize I because I I know myself for for a little while um I realize how amazing I am I love the way that you said that I'm truly an exceptional human being. The way you said that was like, oh, we've been on like three or four dates. Like the way way I know myself for, you know, like a little while. (laughs) I've met me, you know. I've Uh, met me too a few times. That's the awakening process, right? You go through it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I am pretty remarkable and I look good and everything. So yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'm digging myself in this plum purple color today. I quite like that on you mm-hmm we're rocking the jewel tones together absolutely yeah absolutely. no my all my bigger events were like while I was working again because the evidential stuff hasn't started until I started doing bigger group work or work with other professionals so um one of them was um a seance I was doing at uh, when a cultacon was running right it was a seance I was doing with another practitioner and uh they had all the toys and the tools there you know the paranormal wait, toys wait, wait, and wait, equipment. Wait, are you talking about during a Culticon? Like yes. when you're at a Culticon? Okay, so for both years of a Culticon, I yeah. attended your um your seance session thing. Yeah. And so what year are we talking about? We're we talking about year one. I think it was year two. It, it was the one that was indoors because there was one outdoors and there was one indoors. So I, it was maybe year one. I feel like year one was, I'm pretty sure year one was indoors. So I'm and, talking about year one. Oh, was that the one where someone figured out that someone's family member was murdered in the audience? Something. Do you remember that? There okay. was a lot figured out that night. <laughs> that was that was a crazy night. So that was year mm-hmm. one. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. That but was- what also happened year one is I was told beforehand that there was gonna be a message that night for me. And I almost laughed at at you know the spirits that I work with and was like, Yeah, I never get messages for myself. Like that's the other thing when you're in this line of work, you never get as powerful evidential stuff yourself yeah. because you're you're not you can't channel it through yourself to the same degree that you can for others right right I was told I was going to get a message that night for myself and at one point of the night um the spirit box or whatever it's called I never remember these technological things but the spirit yeah. box was going off and I was doing something else dealing with the audience in, a, in another area drilling down into something else and someone in the audience had to get my attention and say who's Allison? And I was like, well, I mean, I introduced myself. I'm Allison. (laughs) The name Allison was being said over the spirit box for like a good two minutes and wouldn't stop all different voices. Um, and I, and I, then I had to explain to the audience, okay, I was told I'd get a message today. Uh, and right around the time I was kicking around the theory and spirit of like a grapevine effect where it's, it's almost as if there's notoriety perhaps of certain spiritualists or people right. who do this spiritual work within, within the spirits themselves, because they talk to each other. They have their own network. They have their own way of communicating. So I was working, I was kicking around that theory and, and really kind of running up the flagpole to spirit around that time. Like, so like out of curiosity, am I more known in the spirit world by the spirits? And, and I, it was a concept I was having a hard time wrapping my mind around. Um, I mean, it sounds weird. 
like even for it sounds us, weird that exists in this world the idea that that there's like a, a, a like spirit um chatter and gossip and, and communication spirit twitter spirit insta yeah, yeah. Yeah. It no, sounds- there is, but there is yeah. spirit Twitter and Insta, and it came yeah. through the spirit box that night because yeah. it was like, pay attention, pay attention. It was just my name over and over again. And yeah. finally, when I was like, oh, guys, it's about this, I was kicking around this theory, it stopped. So <laughs> that was one of the, that's one of the bigger things is that my evidential stuff comes through when it's around other people. Yeah. That was, is- that was a pretty crazy session. The and, year after that was a crazy. Honestly, all of my seances are crazy sessions, so yeah, I can't really. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really. Um, that that it was just it was crazy, and I can't remember. I wish I could better remember the story around this murdered family member of one of the audience members. I can't remember. The okay, details. so I'm feeling like it was a gentleman because sometimes. I don't have the memory, but they bring it back up almost like a it was it was a man. Head. So it was a man. It was an it was and I think a bit older, older gentleman. Um, I want to say at over 50. And there was something to do with his health at the same time, or there's something to do with not necessarily him, but I think substances. I wouldn't have said that at the time though. I'm very careful in bigger groups to stay away mm. from certain topics publicly yeah, because yeah. I think sometimes the audience is aware that they're coming open to the reading but sometimes they don't they're not aware of the level of information coming forward so I kind of try to but there was that and then just there I think there was a friend where there was shadiness there was a that sounds familiar I was like there's someone else involved in this there's someone else involved and the person I think the person validated and said we always suspected yeah yeah. But it's never been proven. And the, whoever it was was questioned by the police. And um, and there was just not enough evidence. I think they had an alibi, which the person, like, I think I read, oh, the person's just a liar. And that was validated too. Like, yeah, I, I think I remember bits and pieces of that. But it was, and was it a stabbing? I'm getting a stabbing. Sometimes. Yes, it was a stabbing. That's was right. A stab- yes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Oh God, when they make me feel it physically, it's just like, it won't stop. I'm just being stabbed over and over again right now, energetically. Yeah, it's a little yeah, yeah. Much. yeah. They got, oh, cause it was multiple stabs, double digits. Um, yeah. The one in front though, between 12 to 18 times. Yeah, okay. Sorry, the details are weird and I physically feel it. It's strange, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, oh my, yeah. You know what? what's weird though, Sean, is like, that is a normal story for me. I. I yeah. get that kind of stuff all the yeah. time. Mob yeah. things and murders and human trafficking. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I See get that kind of stuff all the like, time. Like I, I've never done paranormal investigating. You know, like working with like spear boxes and and mm-hmm. and gadget and that gadget. That was my first time. Yeah, that was my first time ever working with te- the technology. Right, was, right, right. Yeah, and I was a little like, wow. <laughs> yeah and you know and, and it's not like i i I've ha- have all this experience with like sitting down in front of a medium like in in this kind that's that same sort of mm-hmm. situation you know where there's an audience and you know stuff like that so it was fascinating but it, it just you know and and the sounds the 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 bangs and the the knockings around the room and mm-hmm. i remember 
Um, there were sounds, yeah. There was a lot of manifestation of energy. And, and this this entity over here in the corner of my vision. And, and it wasn't just me. There was a few of us sitting here that kept like, who is that? Who, you know, and, and so then, many people came out. Like we could have, we could have easily done one or both of those seances for like six to eight hours. Oh God. That much spiritual energy that showed yeah. up. And yeah. it was that strong. Of yeah. 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 Of messages coming forward. And what, hap what happened the following year? I don't remember. And so the following year, it was outdoors in a tent. And that's when it was even bigger. So I, I can't remember how many people we had in the first one. I think. 50 to 70 maybe hmm. that the indoor space didn't hold as many people no no it was outdoors, really small outdoors, outdoors we easily had over 100 people yeah. at the next one so again it could have gone six to eight hours it yeah. was interesting to do it outdoors because there it, it there was more pinging off of the radius of the energy that you tune into i know i'm using words now that are a little but there's more to tune into um and what's, what was interesting is that more people came and went during the session. So I was always going to the same areas of the audience sometimes, but it was always different people in those yeah. seats. So it was a yeah. very cool experience. But what happened at that one? I remember one specific moment. Um, this was my highlight. There was a young boy there that so gifted. And I connected to him during it. And I listed, I listed every experience he'd had some of which he'd not told his parents or not told any family. And I think he was, he's really close to a grandmother and it was the grandmother he was, and I listed all the things and, and, and um, he felt comforted because I experienced this as a child. We had just talked about it. It's, it's very isolating yeah. to have these experiences when you're young and then not, and not have someone say, Oh, you saw this without prompt and then say, follow it up with, I saw that too. Yeah. I went through that too. Yeah. That, that happened during the second one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think that there were children present in the first one. No, 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 no. It was all adults. It was. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. it, it, and I don't know why, why well, I, I don't think um, the first Occulticon, there were a lot of children anyways. Yeah. It was a very different vibe. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the first one, though, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I, I can understand, you know, um, where it was more adults, really. But mm -hmm. there seemed to be more kids uh, in the second one. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so, but also, too, I can't remember uh, second Occulticon, what, because the first one was really late at night, I remember the second one was fairly late at night too. It was a okay. I could... it was around the same time. It was maybe okay. an hour or two earlier. I think I requested for it to be an hour or two earlier, so it could okay. be free flowing and be as okay. long as it need to be, but not until like two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. See that the first one wasn't the first one really late, like midnight. It went. It went really late. Yeah. But didn't yeah. it start? Didn't it start at midnight or eleven or something? Like I felt like I it was... think it started at ten. I think it was two oh, hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was that really two hours? It sure. I, you know, it to me, it it feels to me in my head. I'm thinking an hour because you know most of the sessions were an hour long, but to me, it felt like 
five minutes it feels like like half an hour you know it does you- it always does every everyone I work with client or in the bigger groups or always have that comment that while spiritual energy is going on and you're in it whereas the person channeling it that two hours feels like eight to me (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. there's constantly someone in the queue and I'm having side conversations while I'm trying to connect to the audience so it it feels like eight hours of sitting in front of those eight you know yeah screens doing the minority report thing like oh my goodness yeah I just you know when I think about that session really well, first of all, the the murder guy pops in my head because it was just so mm-hmm. dramatic. But mm-hmm. what I think about is I, I can visualize myself. And I rem- I mean, I remember the chair I was on and how many rows deep I was from the front and how many rows, you know, to- From the aisles, yeah. Um, but the impression I get every time I think about that night, that, that seance session was like, like a vortex just around the room, you know? And so I'm imagining that I was listening to rushing wind at the time, which I wasn't, um, but just that vortex of energy. And- it's interesting that you say that because I do work before and after um, sessions like that to set up a perimeter of some mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. So that yeah. there, so that there's room for spirit to come in um, and there's room for spirit to express. And that for you, it was a vortex that night because the energy was so intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a hurricane. <laughs> oh my God. No, no kidding, right? Yes, yeah. the energy was that intense. But yeah. no, I usually put up a perimeter around the space so that the energy can happen within that space, but then be resolved afterwards. So I bookend the experience with ritual myself to yeah. be able to control some of what's happening. Because you open the door for the spirits and some of the spirits are just going to do whatever the fuck they want when they right. can't yeah, get through yeah, that yeah. door. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So you have to police a little bit. You have to you have to put in the red velvet rope system and check IDs at the door. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, like like um, uh, the uh, Golden Dawn, like the original Golden Dawn, you know, you know, back in. Mm-hmm you know, that started back in 1888, like they had like a, like a no hypnotism, um, sort of like, like you, your oath, you agreed that you wouldn't be hypnotized or anything like that. And some people have postulated that they were worried that members would be hypnotized and, and the order secrets would come out. Um, but, Mm. but I think it was more like, um, more like like you know that indiscriminate sort of like mediumship like like just allowing i was about to say that i have to be careful with things like that yeah regressions hypnotism because i'm already so open yeah and it's already coming so and and i i like to tell people i operate as a funnel or like or a distillery (laughs) i sometimes go to vodka like i'm you know the vodka that's like three times distilled right i'm a distillery where the information comes in and then i funnel it yeah yeah and i distill it into like you know the purest drop of information yeah so if if i'm hypnotized or if i'm under regression you're you're removing my conscious effort of funneling right yeah and then i can't you're on your own i can't i can't 
that help you with what's going to come through. And I've been in situations where I have channeled that deeply. It's very rare that I do it. And it's only when I'm around people that I feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. where I'm told my voice changes, my demeanor changes. Like it's, it's not me having a conversation like Oprah with the spirit at that point. It's me becoming the spirit. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why like, like the, the GD, you know, they have like their, their protection rituals, you know, banishings after stuff like that. Just like, like, as is you were just saying about, you know, you have your rituals, um, for, you know, like, like that, that session at, at, uh, Occulticon, you know, because there, there is so much like invoking of, of spirits and angels and, you know, for, for whatever purpose, you know, um, under that, that GD framework, uh, whatever purpose mm-hmm. you're doing. But so when you're invoking your, you're getting just, you know, who you're calling so as opposed to an indiscriminate sort of you know and and I'm a light the, I'm in whoever can see this come on in you know the niches i'm in i'm almost always doing indiscriminate mm-hmm. so safety yeah. <laughs> buddy system wear your hard hat <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no kidding yeah like I use a lot of objects when I'm doing deeper channeling too like physical objects and I'll make sure to move my like I'll make sure to try to bounce out or lean out if I can um consciously and just squeeze things or move my feet or move my legs or just to reconnect that motor function right okay sometimes because even like doing that um like when you're waiting in line for a long time and you stamp your feet to like get your circulation moving like it brings you back to body for a second yeah I sometimes do that too if I'm in those moments of okay. like yeah, yeah, indiscriminate. Yeah. Yeah. Occulticon was great, wasn't it? God, that was fun. Occulticon was wonderful, but like all my seances, I've been blessed. All my seances have been like that. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And it was it was interesting to do it with the layer of the technology and the la- the added layer of the cross section of within the audience because a cultacon is a completely different vibe than what i'm used to right doing an event like that they're they're yeah. much more spiritually perhaps open practicing and structured yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah which which creates a whole new launching pad and vibration for this energy to funnel and tune in so it quickly went to a vortex, not just because of my capabilities in tuning in, it quickly went to a vortex of energy in that particular event because of the ener- the, the collective energy mm-hmm. of the cross-section of people there. When the vibration is, is higher, more things and, and higher vibrational stuff comes forward. Yeah. And I guess in, in, a, in a situation like like how it was with the Culticon, you know, where you have every, I'm just going to call the audience, say the audience, and then (laughs) you guys up front, I guess, because it was part of like a, like a a convention, and it's, and it's Mm -hmm. people and whatnot, I I guess it was more of a performance vibe as well, like, like you guys are, are, like the entertainment type thing right like yes like the 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 or the animals in the cage that were kind of like kind of like pointing at oh sean i feel like a a fish in an aquarium every day (laughs) 
<laughs> Whereas I get like if you're if, if, at the glass. You know, if if you're doing like a seance, it's it's more of like a a group thing. Like you're not it's it's the not way, like a, it's not so much of a separation no. in you. So the way that I usually structure it is i prefer people to sit in a circle mm -hmm. and i prefer under 20 people mm -hmm. because I, I like in a one hour to two hour event for everyone to get at least a little bit of something yeah and yeah. i don't necessarily go in the circle you know one by one spirit right. doesn't work that way yeah. <laughs> it's like hurting cats <laughs> spirit does not i have to sometimes be like now okay we're gonna stand in line right <laughs> because the spirit well, sometimes they listen to me though, because I, I will lay down the law and be mm -hmm. like, no one's coming through if you're not lining up for me because I'm only one person and I gotta be the distillery right now Yeah, <laughs> for you. Yeah, but usually I like it in a circle. I like under 20 people because naturally within two hours, probably I get through 75% of the people just through the spirits coming forward. And then with the last half hour, I can ask, did anyone not get a message? And does anyone want to, me to connect? So mm -hmm. I give them, I give them the opportunity to, to, I guess, consent at another layer level. Cause that's the secret sometimes is if you're not chosen in an audience like that, sometimes it's because despite you coming and you thinking that that's your consent in universe, spirit knows what's in your heart and mind, right. even if you're not fully aware of it yet. And so consent only happens when you're okay on mind, body, spirit level. Yeah. The spirit coming forward. Yeah. showing up doesn't do that no yeah. and and i get that i because i would be the type of person that yeah i'll go to a seance mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean i want any sort of someone to talk to you yeah no no i'm not saying i wouldn't i'm just saying like i'm i know myself well enough to know that i would go to a seance without specifically wanting any sort of message you know and for the most part the spirits that are engaging at a seance level which are the earthbound spirits in limbo or in transition of some kind and the spirits that have transitioned to wherever it is that anyone believes that they do transition to um when you're at that vibrational level in a seance you're not getting super polarized pushy scary messages usually mm -hmm. they're they're very human messages yeah. and then for the most part i would say throw out a percentage for me spirit that's low i would say 63 to 72 percent of the time the spirits are respectful right and they, they can tell someone's not ready and they they and their urgency want to be acknowledged and recognized um and they will sometimes say a few things to be like i'm here but then they'll immediately back off right the right. rest of the time the ones that are pushy were pushy in life so they're pushy in death yeah usually yeah. and they've not learned their lesson <laughs> they've not done enough therapy I, you know i don't believe that like an earthbound human spirit like just because they're dead now they're they're this you know know all see all I, i'm wise and i've seen the light and i'm love and no 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 if you're a toxicity asshole, i've connected to yeah i mean if you're an asshole and you die and you're now earthbound you're probably you're 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 an asshole you're still an asshole 
Right. So I, I don't I don't advertise that I get a lot of the murdery stuff that we talked about earlier. I don't advertise that I necessarily get a lot of mob stuff and I get mm-hmm. a lot of I've had a human trafficking stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um kidnappings, missing people. Yeah. But uh, another oh, one yeah. our conversation before I hit record. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, audience, you really missed out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah but not only do i get that stuff i also get um often the people who are living complete almost dateline special second lives oh lord i get that a lot you would not believe how often i get that where i'm connecting to the spirit and they are still excuse my language here audience because you don't hear me swear a lot they are still an ass they are still a complete ass they're lying to me while trying to communicate with this person i'm sometimes with a client that's still in so much distress having found out the secrets and that the secrets are still that they're looking for concrete answers and they're looking for even evidence or where to look for things and so that's a lot of my job in sessions like that but while it's happening i have to do a lot of wrangling and i have to be kind of a bitch to the yeah. spirits at times because yeah. they are still as toxic and as abusive or as whatever they were in life they are still that a yeah. lot of the time and addicts sometimes are still addicts even right. though they don't necessarily need to physically the ha- the habitual stuff is so ingrained in their soul and spirit yeah. yeah that they still behave in that way sometimes yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense can you tell when a spirit is like is there something about spirit communication that you can tell when they're lying or is it mm-hmm. like or is it just like that intuition with a living person when you know they're lying or or is it or is it a little bit more special it's a cocktail it's a cocktail of in my psychic abilities me just being a a bullshit detector me just knowing Mm -hmm. my own abilities and spirit communication specifically i'm always almost always with my team and my group of spirits that i work with and when i know that i'm with a particularly you know misleading spirit I call in the spirits that I work with that are my lie detectors Mm. and it's literally almost like an interview it's still Oprah but they're outside stage and every time this person's giving me information I look over there and I'm like so was that true how much of it was true tell me what wasn't true tell me and then that becomes part of the session as well right sometimes with a client yeah where I tell them okay this is what they told me to tell you this is what I know to be a lie this is how this is the behavior they were exhibiting while they were telling me that and that's a clear indicator that they're trying to get away with shit right. and then this is the reality of what so there's like sometimes a lot of layers when, when there's when there's complex emotions involved and when there's complex personalities involved the mediumship is complex mm. at that point because you're mm. trying to as a medium i try to dil- drill down i try to get to the most pure raw form of the message in the spirit that I'm connecting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Do you have a sort of like um, an unforgettable experience so shocking, like like someone's secret or, or like a like family secret? Like you're talking about like Dateline, da, 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 da. I'm trying to pick one, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, Because I'm bouncing between personal stories and client stories. And I'm trying to pick one 
Um, this is difficult. I guess I'm going to have to mention my father because my mother was quicker to accept that I had these abilities than my father, but my mother herself connects on some level. Uh, my father does as well, but he, I think he chalks it up to life wisdom and common sense sometimes, which is a lot of people do that to feel better about it. Yeah. But with my father, I ended up reading him and I think I did, I said something about a bowling alley. I was like, wow, you were always at the bowling alley, which I had, I wouldn't have known that about my father. Like I was talking about all the places he used to hang out as a teenager in the small town he was growing up and taught some of the friends he had and that the look on his face and it's when I'm saying the details of it it doesn't sound like a big moment but it was a big moment to me because uh -huh. I was reading probably one of the most intimate people in my life right reading things I didn't know about my father's childhood which I, I was getting to witness firsthand and it was just so wholesome and heartwarming mm -hmm. and I was seeing this whole different side of my father as a youth yeah because we we imagine our parents as teenagers but how many of us get to actually see it yeah. I got to see it and have that moment and show the emotions over my face while I was navigating it with him. And it was just, and he believed me after that. There was no, there was no question. That's one of my biggest, that was, that was within a few weeks of all of it dumping okay. in on me. And it was right when I was starting to do this as a career and getting into shows and stuff. So it was very important to me that my family didn't necessarily accept, but were like, okay this is a valid career choice we can yeah, see yeah, it yeah. and what you're doing yes yes so that moment was huge i'm trying to think of another one that was like scary huge um this isn't revealing a secret but this is more of a spiritual spiritual experience uh so when i used to be on the road for like shows and whatnot doing bigger psychic expos where i would read people for three days straight and see like mm -hmm. 50 clients in a weekend um sometimes a family member or a partner, somebody would be with me traveling. And my mother used to do some shows with me. We had one experience in a hotel in Windsor area where in the middle of the, well, I kept waking up in the middle of the night, sitting up in bed, looking at her and then going back to sleep. So that happened. And I had no memory of that. I know this story. Did yes. you, did you, I feel like you told the story. Probably on the shared it at a seance or on the podcast. Okay. Yes, I probably okay. would have said it on my old podcast, Spirit Unplugged. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so she sat. I sat up in bed a few times, looked at her, and it. She described it as a very blank look or mm -hmm. a very like there's there's nothing there, and then my phone was going off. And she was describing a little girl's voice coming through my phone at the time while I was sleeping as well. Um, and then I had to, my mom, my mother doesn't understand technology at that point. Like they, my parents only just got a cell phone, I think two or three years ago. Right. And my mother, my mother's not on, as far as I know, not on Facebook, not on email, not on any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so at the time she was like, oh, I just assumed that your phone was going off. And I said, well, okay, let, let me first explain my <laughs> I'm laughing at your mother and her being technologically primitive and your cat's tail right now like oh you just lost sound I can't hear you my cat is also muting me <laughs> <laughs> 
so I had to explain to my mother the next morning how technology worked. Right. I had to be like, okay, first of all, my phone is on a timer that it locks down and I can't get any text messages, any phone calls, anything at a certain time. Also, my phone is on silent at night. So there should not have been anything playing, let alone yeah. a little girl's voice. She's like, I thought the radio just came on on your phone. And I had to be like, mother, that's not a thing. The radio just does not come on <laughs> on your smart, on an iPhone, a smartphone. Because it's right in the name. It's smart. It's a smartphone. Oh, the radio <laughs> doesn't just come on. So that was, that was one that was quite, quite mm. a lot. Yeah. Most of my other ones are like, in seances with other people and and weirdly like the more medical intuitive side of things because strangely that's what I connect to really strongly as a medium is physically the way someone died like when I was describing the stabbing earlier and I was you know if people are seeing it on YouTube I'm doing the motion to my chest because I'm miming what I'm feeling um that those are sometimes the more deeply validating moments that are scary for people yeah yeah i yeah um did you 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 mentioned earlier about you know kind of um when when you when you're getting information from spirits Mm. and about you know not keeping some stuff back Mm. now that's kind of i think for most people almost like a common sense thing because Mm -hmm. keeping keeping information back that you're getting from a spirit is just like keeping information back that you're getting from a living person Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I I think that's just and it's complicated and there's a lot of reasons why I keep information yeah but I mean like like I I think like just through human experience human interaction Mm -hmm. like that's just something we innately learn Mm -hmm. you know and you're like oh you know what I think I need to keep this to myself and not pass this information on but Mm -hmm. did you did you learn the hard way like were you when you first started working with clients was it just like were you just passing on everything that you were getting and you learned the way I opened up and I've come to learn well it's very strange the way my story is and what I have no structured practice or learning or foundation in my mediumship it's all been organic right and a lot of what I've learned is through the spirits themselves, because when I opened up a mediumship to earthbound spirits and the spirits that were crossed, I also opened up a mediumship to the higher vibrations of the spirits that are helpers. And Mm -hmm. I I choose to use that phrase instead of spirit guides, because that's a complicated (laughs) phrase. But this, I opened up to the spirits that came forward intending to help me on the journey as teachers and as people to fill in the blanks of the information so I never had that experience of oversharing because I almost always from the beginning immediately had an innate sense of what to say when to say it and how much to say right right right, right. and then I just finesse that over time which is might be a confusing answer for some people because I, I seem I think everyone starts at a different foundational level and their gifts based on a lot of variables who knows what we would have been doing before this spiritually or I I seem to have started at a foundational level where I just already knew how to do Mm. a lot of things and even I haven't fully figured that out right straight to me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. is mediumship something some people can can learn like I know like 
like um, using, you know, different psychic abilities, you know, people that aren't inherently psychic where it's just coming out like they can train themselves. Mm. Can you train yourself to be a medium? I, I don't know why I've never That's ever- complicated. I want to I want to say, I don't think so because there has to be something there to work with. Yeah. There has to be a seed or a kernel or an ability to connect and communicate on that higher level. There needs to be something to start with, Yeah. I feel. So it can be learned, but there needs to be the potential for it first. Yeah. And I personally don't believe everyone's walking around with the potential to be a medium. Right. I just assumed the answer was no, to be perfectly honest. I just assume like you're either a medium or you're not. not I feel that you're a medium or not, but you're not always aware. And yeah. that's where the answer of can it be taught. Yeah. It can be taught if you're a medium that has, oh my goodness, she's being quite she's, needy for attention. She's, she's being fine. It's no big deal. Uh, oh, I love her so much. So no, I've, I've always assumed but, you were either a medium or you weren't. And if it's you true. medium, you're not going to become a medium no matter how hard you practice. Not to be yes. confused with, like I said, psychic abilities. Psychic where... abilities, completely different. Yeah, completely yeah, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the way psychic ability manifests is different for everyone. My psychic ability uses my spirit communication as a tool Mm -hmm. a lot of the time like uh, my psychic ability is innate within myself but you know my my mediumship and spirit communication is like a super highway to information so sometimes right. if the innate ability is like you know old school dial up in mm. my head then i'm hopping onto the super highway of, of using my spirit communication as a tool within the psychic and i think that's where people get it mixed up to yeah. the separate but no, mediumship is either there or not. You have the ability to connect and communicate with spirits or not. And from my understanding, it's always existed within people. Right. It, yeah. So even though I didn't fully accept until my 20s and I wasn't fully out about it until my 20s and it still always existed my entire life. I just didn't talk about it, but I knew it was there. Yeah. So in my experience, it has to have always existed from a very young age of awareness yeah. as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And, you know, I, I can't actually, of course, I've never had interest in personally for myself, like, oh, I want to become a medium and try to search out books. So, because I, I was just going to say, I don't even, I can't even recall any books that, that are, you know, titled. You are a medium, like, though. Come, come <laughs> learn how to be a medium in, in 10 simple steps. You know what I mean? But again, I've never searched out those books anyway, so I wouldn't know if they even existed. But I, I just... I haven't searched out those books. I, I, I don't even know if they exist. Usually people who are the real deal as well don't necessarily search out the books and don't necessarily because it's a knowing or a not knowing of yeah. whether you possess that you have it i just don't know that and this is where the label medium is very difficult because it's it's seen as one thing and it's yeah. synonymous with professionally doing this work as well and that's a choice that's a choice to do that and not everyone who has this ability has to use it in that way yeah 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 but, you're definitely a medium. I, you know, and I, I'm going to say no to that just because really? I, every, every time a medium's like, oh, you're a medium. I'm like, nope, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And it's stupid. And I don't know why, honestly, I don't know why. It's the I, label for you. It's the label. I, it, yeah, it could be. It's just, I don't know because I, 
it's weird. It's it it it's hard to explain why because it just sounds so ridiculous existing in this world and being like, oh, those the 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 constant voices that I hear. No, that that's I don't actually. I don't. I know, It'll but. And it's, uh, it's much easier to, and I've done that. And I still do that. I do that now, Sean. Yeah, I have weeks yeah, yeah. where I'm tired as a medium. Yeah. And I'm like, those voices aren't there. I don't, I'm not a medium. I'm not psychic. I do that too. It's a sense of comfort. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a need to ground and be physically here. Because when all of that's constantly going on, it's very hard to pay your bills, cook, see to your fur babes. It's very hard to constantly do that stuff if you're engaging and feeding into and paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voices too. And then sometimes when you feed into something, it grows. <laughs> so if you Oh, no, no, that's true. No, that's absolutely true. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why I've always been like, no, no, I, you know, the, the you know. That, and can I say also, it's a very personal journey. Yeah. So it's not something you ever have to give anyone an answer about. And you can own oh, your yeah. no. Yeah. You can own your no. Yeah. 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 Beyond this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You yeah. do you. Because I see the no as you putting boundaries in place, really. It you know, there's a little bit of boundary there. I think, to be perfectly honest, I think why I I don't kind of pursue that that aspect at all is because like a lot of my magic is dealing with invoking angels and and gods and and whatnot and right now i'm uh working with a friend of mine um his name is uh, frater rc mm-hmm. it is his hermetic mystery school it's a little online group and, and we're doing, you know, all sorts I'm of- I'm sorry, that just feels so good for you. Oh my goodness. Oh no, it's so great. It's so I'm good. getting such a wholesome feeling. Just, just because- Like, like I'm like, watching the Care Bears on TV or something, doing the Care Bears stare. Well, and it, when it literally just popped in my head right before I vocalized it, I just got such a good feeling because, because we're doing- and it's online because we're all over. There's like three of us, mm-hmm. four of us in Canada and a bunch in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing um, a lot of, and with a lot of what I do with magic is a lot of experimenting mm. and and not experimenting in the way like, oh, I'm going to conjure a demon. What, what's no, it's, it's, it's almost like, scientific. It, nothing like that. Ugh. And nothing like, oh, what if I use my water cup for air? Like nothing no. like that when I say experimentation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean like, you know, if I, um, well, here's a good example. Like considering like, variables. That's why I think about it as scientific. Yeah. It's almost like there's a hypothesis, a thesis statement going into it. Yeah, but we're working right now. We've, we've done some experimenting with uh, Anakian angels and, um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 been really good. It's been really interesting. But the thing is, is that it it comes so easily. Because you're so medium. Easily. <laughs> but see now, and that's why I kind of think I I am like no, no, I'm not because I don't want to go there because in my head, what because 
you know, with, with that work, it's, it's in such a controlled environment with, um, with like the, the opening rituals and closing rituals and, you know, all that where, you know, it's very controlled, it's very contained. And I, and I, this I, is where I want to get across the concept mediumship is what you make it because mediumship is as individual to the medium as yeah the yeah none yeah. of us operate and conduct in the same way so you're you are a medium but your mediumship is very structured ritualistic you're not you're doing almost the opposite of what I'm doing I'm I'm opening up the toll booths and the kiosks for people to line up yeah you're setting up like this podcast interview right now you're setting up an interview with a specific source mm. speaking specific things it's still mediumship it's just very different yeah and, and your mediumship interestingly seems to be very telepathic in nature like it's just there mm. Mm. there's there's not a thought of having to do it there's not a when you're laser point focused it just seems to be there and flowing and and then when you shut it down it's it's not it, it it seems very to be honest well oiled okay and well practiced and it's a form of mediumship but it's your form of mediumship yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah so i i think it's just because i have such a concept of of mediumship as you just open yourself up and just let whatever let in no. first of uh, all that's dangerous so <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but but because i i come from that that very controlled um like ritualize you know so I know I make it sound like I let anybody through yeah but I have a lot of checks and balances so what yeah. I do is so different from what you do but at the same time I talked about how my the spirits I work with are my lie detectors spirits I work with are bouncers spirits I work with get rid of the riffraff if they're in line and they're they're trying to jump the queue with me I have spirits that step in and say, you no longer get your spot in line. You forfeited your spot in line. So Mm. I don't do, I don't do my work alone just as much as you don't do your work alone. But again, it's different. Yeah. 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 I'm still not going to say it. No. And, (laughs) and honestly, some of the most that this on this 100% goes in line with what I've experienced with the most gifted people I've ever met. The most gifted people I've ever met are usually um, clients or people that I'm having conversations like this with, where it's 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 not some big official person who's decided I'm going to be a professional medium and do this work. It's mm-hmm. people like you, where it's like, I don't know that I'll ever say yes, I'm a medium. Yeah, but it still is what you are. To to me, it, it goes back to the label. The label itself and the definition is even visually so synonymous with doing this work professionally and doing yeah. this work you know, with the old table tipping and, and all that kind of stuff. It's so synonymous with that kind of thing yeah. that even the clients that I talk to that are mediums, they channel, they're channeling while, and I call them on it. I'm like, you just received this, you just received this. And they're like, yeah, wow. yeah right. Um, with those types of personalities, exactly like you, they never want to say, yes, I'm a medium. It, yeah. That's actually very common. You're not alone in that. That's interesting. Yes, you're, it's so common. Mm-hmm. It's so common. And I will, I will still say, but you're a medium, but you're a medium because it's our best yeah. word for it. Yeah, but the word right. itself is so charged with expectation. Yeah. That's why it's this. But you yeah. can't mean you have to practice in a certain way. Yeah. You just 
are yeah there. no i i know i i i think it just it i have that that connotation of of you know um a medium at a seance just like okay and just open up and whatever comes in whatever comes in and also i think you know a little bit of it too is and, you know, I was actually having a conversation with Badir, the King of the Fairies, about mm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the ease of, of that coming out of my mouth just reminds me of, of the world I live in because I just said, in all seriousness, I was just having a conversation with Madir, the King of the Fairies, about this. Mm. But he, he, so we're, we're yapping and he's like, you know, you just you have to stop like don't doubt your magic like oh please exists it's there you know it works your magic works just relax and enjoy it because and i was saying this i i think i think i was saying yeah well yeah i was saying this i think to um i think i was saying this to rc like it there's a little bit of, of of doubt with me and i'm trying to let that go especially after having this conversation with madir um because if he's telling me that like you know you really should sit up and listen but i tend to have a little bit of self-doubt just because of the ease like it's so easy it's but so that's fast. what i mean by the most powerful mediums mm. the most powerful mediums have never had to work for it but see that's the thing so because it's so it comes so easily it's just as easily to be like well that's just in my imagination it's just it's just as easy as breathing right sean yeah oh right oh right i shouldn't have booked you on my podcast I'm so sorry. This is the medium I am. This is the medium you get. Yeah. This yeah, happens in my yeah. sessions. I get to a point in my session, usually around the 15 minute, 20 minute mark, where they have that oh fuck look on their face. Yeah. Like, oh fuck, I didn't book a fortune teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not that kind of medium. I'm not that kind of psychic. It's I get to so the funny. real shit. I feel, I feel so dumb right now because it's like you're not. Oh, well, it's just it's just too easy. It's as and you're like which is the way it's supposed to be right it's as easy as breathing like it's not the real mediums don't seek out how to be medium books they don't seek out exercises to become a medium because somewhere deeply inside even on a subconscious level there's acceptance and awareness of that it's as easy as breathing so why would i introduce all this complicated rhetoric and all this complicated structure around something that is just existing within me so naturally that it's as easy as breathing yeah yeah i mean i've never really searched out a book on like how to breathe in 10 easy steps so i guess i guess that makes sense exactly okay so enough about me (laughs) because because i'm not a medium so um let's so occulticon was such a fun thing for those yes. two years. it's so upsetting I, i'm just I, that was the first thing that popped in my head to change the conversation it's yeah. so upsetting that it didn't survive that first two years there's a there's quite a few events that are like that because just it, it when you get into semi-fringe, unfortunately, groups and niches of interest, it's very hard to create longevity and stability oh, within yeah. those things oh, yeah. because 
just the coming and going within those communities. Like you've yeah. probably experienced tons of it. Oh, the of coming course. and going of the members within those communities. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's be real, the type of work we're doing involves a lot physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And if the self-care game is not tight on all those levels, people mm. come and go from these communities as well yeah. because they burn themselves out through the work yeah. and through the discovery and through teaching. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, God, it was just such a perfect, I mean, uh, you it was know, wonderful. all the yeah. workshops were fantastic. And I mean, Mythwood, yeah. I mean, come on, Mythwood. And I want to throw in the word diverse, like it was such, it's always been such a diverse grouping. It is of, by of, far the most diverse yes. pagan slash occult slash magical, like whatever, yes. like it, the most diverse group I've ever experienced. Incredible. In community. Truly incredible. So great. It was so great. And yeah, I was, I was talking to um, one guest, um, Evelyn, she uh, owns the herbal mm, shop. Love Evelyn. Yeah. And because uh, I couldn't remember, I was trying to rack my brains if I had met her at a call to con. So when I was interviewing her for her episode, I asked her. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Lux Files. I'm not just the host of this podcast. I'm also the owner of Lalo Gonzalez. I make beeswax and scented spell candles, loose stick and liquid incense, anointing rolls and bath salts. So once you're done listening to this episode, why don't you head on over to my website at www.lalokanzawin.com and check out my products. For your convenience, the link to the website is also in the show notes. And she, she uh, didn't attend a Calticon either year. So I was just talking about Mythwood Campground a little bit mm-hmm. because it was just such a magical, beautiful mm-hmm. place. You know, that that hundred foot diameter stone circle and sea henge and mm-hmm. the sword in the stone on on that little island in the middle mm-hmm. of the pond and the castle stage and you know all the all the shrines and grow god it was such an amazing place it was mm-hmm. so amazing and mm-hmm. the second year we consecrated the um the voodoo um i don't know if you'd call it a temple or, or whatever but that was one of the most i was there for that in the back because experiences. i was i think i was doing a uh I think I was just coming out of something. I was mm. booked for something and I was just, so I was late to it, which I, I hate showing up late to ritual. It feels horrible. I know, right? I know. But I was, oh God. And I, I'm incredible. I'm coming in late to it, like engaging with the spirits on the trail coming into it. Like, is it okay if I come in? Can, yeah. Where do you want me to stop? Like, I'm trying to be so respectful. To yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was absolutely incredible like was I was standing thing. near the back and I saw so much mm. during that and I mean my ancestor my ancestral ties are through slavery underground railroad on maternal and paternal side so right. that ceremony was also very personal for me in that way so I was seeing all the ancestors of all that was being just walking and coming forward in droves to support mm. the crowd there. It was great. Yeah. Oh, it, it, God, that was, that was such an amazing experience. Stellar. Cause I I've never, um, I've never experienced anything um, in the voodoo tradition. Mm. So it was so 
rich and alive and and the air was thick with the energy and it, it was just yeah it was absolutely mm -hmm. incredible those mm -hmm. were two amazing years um mm -hmm. on. Just, yeah. yeah yeah they they really truly were it's 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 really disappointing that uh that's no longer well well it will be interesting to see what happens post covid and i mean no. I, i'm i can't say a lot yet because I'm, I'm oftentimes working on projects and doing things that maybe a year maybe two years out and i can't say things yeah but i mean i i will i will nod to the fact that uh, people who run these kinds of things are working right now and i'm in, i'm in contact with people so there are things that are you know just because we are where we are in the world right now doesn't mean that things won't be coming when we're yeah. in a state where restrictions are lifted enough that we can yeah so you know well no it's true because i mean i did hear rumors that because when occulticon in 2019 got cancelled mm. i did hear rumors but i mean there were so many rumors going around mm -hmm. uh, that turned out to not be true but i i did hear rumors that occulticon wasn't dead just if there was going to be like a venue change well, I'm for me, I'm not specifically talking about Cult of Con. I'm more so even speaking about the the new age kind of industry. So I'm more so mm. speaking about even the psychic expos right, I was perfect. a part of. Though within that world, there's still planning happening. And oh, there's yeah. Things oh, yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I don't, I'm not as plugged and tuned in to the more pagan mm. side of community yet, but there's, it's more, those events are a little bit more free flowing in that the pockets of structure that's created. And because usually there's so much connection to nature and the venue is so important. Mm -hmm. those kind of events i've not heard a lot about the more so festival side of things yet yeah. so i don't know if you have but that's no but you know on that front yeah i haven't heard anything you know the the disappointing thing is like when i went to a cult con for the first time now again remember i'm in thunder bay so it's a 16-hour drive to get to mm -hmm. a cult con mm -hmm. so there was something i i came across an ad for a cult con on facebook Mm. And for some reason, I clicked on it and I never click on ads. And then I learned that Occulticon is happening in Canada, in my province, a half an hour drive away from where my friends live. And I'm like, oh, maybe I meant to go to this place. Yes. And then I discover it's the first Occulticon. So I'm like, Oh, what if it's dodgy? Da 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 da. Because cause it's an effort for me to get there. Like I said, it's a 16 hour drive. You know, you're spending money, like vendor, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But something, there was a reason why I, I clicked on that ad that I, that's the only Facebook ad I've ever clicked on. Mm -hmm. So I went and it was so amazing. And I, I'm, you know, I made a ton of cash. So year two, um, you know, I didn't want to, like jump the gun. I'm like, I'm going to try year two, maybe year one. It was just the novelty for me. It was a fluke. Yeah. Not even a fluke for like, like business-wise, like successful, like for making cash, mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, putting in the effort of that 16 hour drive and you know what I mean? Um, so I went the second year and I'm like, 
oh, I'm living for this. I'm living mm -hmm. for this. So, you know, when everyone that lives down in Southern Ontario, they were all like, oh, there's also this event and that event, blah, 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 blah. So many. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to attend three or four festivals. <laughs> However, so, uh -oh. and, and all the other festivals are not near anyone that I, none of my friends. So, cause I'm crashing at my friend's house because I had, you know, my little sports car at the time. So it's either pack up my product or pack up camping gear. Well, I'm going down to sell as a vendor. So obviously I'm packing. So it has to be, you know, it so always be the so product for my friends. <laughs> I'm like, I have to figure out how I can get to these festivals. I would rather not camp in a tent. So what are all my yeah. options? And I went through all these options and I came across this woman just out of the blue online, Daphne's Caravans. Turns out she's in Flesherton, which is a half an hour drive from the same friends. And yes, she it is. hand builds Vardo style wood caravans. I remember when your caravan was being posted on socials. I remember following yeah. it and I remember liking it. And so oh I order a caravan it only cost me five grand made to my specifications then occulticon 2019 gets cancelled then covid happens however however uh -huh. you are ready to hit the ground running okay but here's the thing so two of the events that everyone down there were like, you have to attend is Wiccan Fest and Harvest Fest. It's run by the same people. Mm -hmm. So Wiccan Fest in the spring of 2020, actually, this is a good story, but it's going to take a little bit of time. I'm going to take a break because my dogs are getting a little antsy. I'm going to absolutely outside. I will be back in a minute. Mm. So I'm just going to pause. And we're back and my dogs have gone pee pee. So that's pretty exciting. And Holly has settled down on my desk and is curled up like a donut. And Yay. <laughs> so the, all the fur babes are here and accounted for and happy. Yeah. Lying down and quiet and, and content, which is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Wick and Fest, so uh, pandemic rolls around. So Wick and Fest um, decides to do their event virtually mm -hmm. mm. so there was one and and i attended and there was one um oh and we had been in communication via instagram because when i decided i would when i wanted to order the 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 vardo i'm like i have to make sure that all of these festivals that people mm -hmm. are telling me have to go to will allow me instead of having like the regular vendor tent Mm -hmm. and what's that yeah yeah so i contacted them uh through instagram they're like yeah no that that's amazing blah 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 blah. so mm -hmm. pandemic happens they they do wiccan fest online and there was one lecture in particular that i was really looking forward to is had to do with like death and ancestors and it was the last one of the two days mm -hmm. and the um the, the lecturer, he had uh, another, he did another one either the day before. I, yeah, it was the day before. Mm -hmm. So when he does his first lecture, he's he's like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I can't remember his name. And he's lying in bed 
shirtless with a woman next to him. They're at a nudist uh, resort. Okay. And okay, like unprofessionalism aside, whatever, you know, I'm not that uptight. I, I really don't care. But the point is, is that he's appears naked, at least from the waist up, in bed with a woman. I, I want to make that clear because that's important. So finally, his second one about death and ancestors and whatever, the one I was really looking forward to is happening. Yeah. And there was something, I thought I was going to miss the first bit of it. And they were doing it through Zoom. And if you're mm -hmm. not a host, you can't record. So I'm like, okay. Unless you're given permission, yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I um, turned on my voice recorder on my iPhone because I thought I was going to miss around the first 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember why, but it, it, it was important enough that for me to miss this bit. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to miss anything. So I was like, well, I'll record whatever beginning that I miss. Mm -hmm. So as it turns out, um, I got done whatever it was early, but I forgot to turn my recorder off. So he starts in blah, 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 blah. And then he says something about, you know, um, uh, gay men don't have to be hung up on, cause talking about ancestors and, and, mm -hmm. you know, having kids and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he's like, you know, gay men don't have to be hung up on, on not being able to have children. And then he says, uh, you faggots, blah, 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 blah. And I just stopped dead. I'm like, did I just hear correctly? Because he has an accent. He lives in the States, but he's from England. Mm -hmm. Did I just hear correctly? You know, I'm like, okay, he has an accent and he was sitting on a sofa, at, but he had kind of stood up and was facing this way when he said it. So you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt yes. as you would so, because you're such a loving person. So now my brain is just going and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I looked at my phone and I'm like, my voice recorder's on. I need to hear, I need to listen to this over again. So I exited, I, I, I completely exited out of the, the, the lecture. I re-listen and he, and he's like, oh, you faggots, blah, 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 blah. So I get on Instagram and I'm like, do, 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 to the organizers of Wiccan Fest. So they're like, oh, oh, I can't believe I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. And they do that whole copy and paste. Oh, we, you know, safe environment, inclusive, blah, 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 blah. The thing that straight people and white people love to, that's why I say it's just copy and paste, you know. I'm familiar. Yeah, right? So, you know, we're going to talk to him, blah, 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 blah. So the rest of the day goes by, hear nothing. I wasn't expecting a response in 15 minutes, like an answer and a resolution. The next day, the next day, that week, the next week, nothing. I'm not 100% surprised. Let's be honest. I'm not 100% surprised. Six months later, they send me a message on Instagram. Oh, uh, follow our new account for Wiccan Fest, blah, 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 blah. So I respond back. I'm like, 
Okay, so I contact you guys to let you know one of your lecturers used the word faggots. You gave the whole, oh, inclusive safe space song and dance. We're gonna talk to him and get back to you. And six months later, my first contact communication with you after six yeah. months is oh follow our new account so they respond back oh we're so sorry you didn't get our last message and i'm like um i can see all the messages how social media works yeah i can see all the messages <laughs> that have been passed between you and i just like you can there is no message and like oh he was self-identifying blah 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 case closed so this guy turns out he's gay all right. Well, I didn't know because he didn't self-identify. And when we first met him, he was naked in bed with a woman at a nudist resort. And I'm sorry, whether you self-identify or not, throwing out, oh my goodness. Well, here's the thing. Throwing out terminology like that in the middle of something that's meant to be about a completely different subject immediately yeah. yanks everyone out of the experience. Here's it the can thing. be extremely triggering. When I'm with my group of friends mm -hmm. we we can use that word like like my gay friends like we can bandy that word about know your audience yeah, nope but here's the thing like this is a, a a diverse audience and we're not friends how does he know that there's no one listening who that was the last word they heard before waking up in the hospital with broken ribs, broken arms, cracked skull, because they were gay bashed and were called faggot. Exactly. Know, know your audience and there's time and place. The thing is, is that you, you're in a professional setting. I yes. don't know if he's getting, no, he wouldn't have been getting paid for this because it was a free event, but just because you're not getting paid for something doesn't but you're presenting yourself associated with your business and yes. your expertise yes. and what yeah. you're identifying as a profession yeah so show up as a professional yeah so i responded back to them i'm like well he wasn't self-identifying but because he, he didn't call himself a faggot he said you faggots blah 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 whatever the sentence was you know so i'm like like that's completely unacceptable and that's not an excuse and that's not you, you did not resolve this situation. The situation is not resolved. And of course they completely ignored me because again, they're straight white people who this issue, they have no concept of, of what it's like to deal with a sort of issue. So to them, it's not a big deal. I've dealt so, with this a lot as a person of color too, the exact yeah, same thing. Exactly. And when you are in your personal life, which I'm sorry, the people we deal with professionally think they know what our personal life is and mm. we do share aspects of it, but they don't know who we are personally. Yeah. Who we are. So when you're in your personal life with your friends, with your family, even as a person of color, there are certain things I can say and there are certain things yeah. they can say with me that's more of an open dialogue and, and there's history there and then it's communication and it's education at the same time it's very different but yep. when you're at a professional level throwing out words like this and no it's just a no and and yeah. you can't you have to try as a facilitator of some kind and that's a workshop you're a facilitator yeah 
Absolutely. You're creating the landscape of the atmosphere, the environment, and you're creating, you're basically, <coughs> you're basically manifesting what they said in that huge formed message. You're yeah. manifesting that inclusive environment through your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So to them, because it wasn't a big issue because they, they, they can't relate. It, it wasn't a big issue. It was problem solved to them. So I'm like, he wasn't self-identifying and the, like, this was just completely unacceptable. And the fact that you guys just like, well, this isn't a big deal. We're not dealing with this. We're just going to ignore Sean. Uh, like that's bullshit. So, um, Obviously, I won't be attending Wiccan Fest and Harvest Fest for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to give those people my money. Okay, uh, I will say I'm not. It, I'm not surprised that this has happened with the specific event you've said. I've been to that event. I've vended at that event for years. <coughs> I have friends that I meet up with at that event. Um, I'm not surprised that this happened at that event. I'm not surprised that this can happen at a, probably about 50 to 60% of the events I go to, to mm. be honest. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. However, unfortunately, when we're, when we're professionally conducting ourselves, we sometimes have to, we have to stand up for these moments that happen and it's important yeah. that we speak about it and it's important that you brought it forward. Yeah, but it's difficult to navigate as a professional. Yeah, no, absolutely. But so the thing is, is that like, so, you know, I, I, I spend all this money on this caravan and because every, because I want to, I'm going to keep going to Calticon and everyone's like, you have to go to Wiccan Fest and Harvest Fest and Kaleidoscope. Um, so a Calticon's gone, Wiccan Fest. And like I said, Wiccan <clears throat> Harvest Fest, I'm not going to go to because number one, I'm not going to give them my money those type of people in my money. Number two, they clearly don't put effort into creating a safe space. And number three, they're obviously not going to want me there, you know, because I'm quote unquote problematic. Um, so yeah, I, you know, that, that, that caravan, that is that beautiful handmade, wonderful caravan. I don't know if I'm ever going to use it. I'm channeling right now and I have to acknowledge it because when I start getting choked up like this, like you mm -hmm. can hear it in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> when I start getting choked up like this, someone's trying to talk. <clears throat> and specifically, when someone is relaying a story that's involving other people where secrets are involved or trying to squash information or trying to, I start receiving the reasons why behind mm. that. And it always sits on my throat right miscommunication or it's choosing not to communicate or express in all reality they had no idea how to handle oh i know they didn't absolutely. <laughs> absolutely they had no idea how to handle it yeah they i don't feel like there was a desire to take ownership that that happened at our mm -hmm. event no you know if i were to read their responses word for word you can tell that there was no ownership and there was they no wanted to separate themselves from this person yeah what they'll likely do to remedy this is not ask that person back so like i do feel a sense of proactive but see, but see that okay but here's the thing that's your response you know what they as it turns out they're gay but it's unacceptable for someone to use, even a gay person to use that word Thank during you. a lecture Thank or you, workshop. Because that bothered me so too. we're not gonna add, we're not gonna invite him back ever again. But that's not even what I wanted to happen. I wanted them You wanted to, acknowledgement. 
I wanted them to get back to me and say, we spoke to him. And even though, and then they say, oh, it turns out he's gay, but, but if he, if we ever invite him back again, he knows not to use that word. That was the resolution, not never to invite him back, but that he never uses that word again. Um, and, you know, the, the thing I do regret mm. is because I was half expecting that response. There was a part of me that wasn't, you know, expecting it because again, straight white people, mm-hmm. but there was a big part of me expecting that response because it's such an easy, quick solution. Mm-hmm. We spoke to him. He apologizes. We apologize. If he ever does, uh, we confess again, he's not going to use that word. That's mm-hmm. so easy. Mm-hmm. So it's because, You're expecting yeah, the direct yeah, approach. Yeah, but because I was half expecting that response, Painful that's the reason. That's the reason why I exited the lecture. Mm-hmm. Because my first instinct was to interrupt him in front of everybody and say, "I'm sorry, did you just use the word faggots?" And then go off on not a, like a tirade but on the accept- address it in the, the moment unacceptability of him using that word and then mm-hmm. he's like oh but i'm gay i'm like it's and it's still unacceptable because number mm-hmm. one professional se- setting number two you don't know who your audience is and you don't know all of their experiences mm-hmm. so if you're used to using that word in your circle of friends that's great this isn't your circle of friends and so i regret not being public about it i regret um, not being public about it on social media when it happened um, to say, okay, this happened. This was the organizer's response. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for all of you LGBT, LGBT uh, people out there, question whether like when we're back to normal and the physical events are happening, question whether you're going to be in a safe space. Mm-hmm. you know, physically safe, uh, mm-hmm. just be aware of this, um, mm-hmm. because, because they have no personal accountability. So in a way I regret not, um, not being public about it, but like I said, I was really expecting the very simple, we're sorry, we will ensure it never happens again. We've spoken to this individual. They will never use that word again. And we will make sure all future lecturers know that these types of words, the F word, the N word, words like that are are not acceptable in any circumstance, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the easiest response. Yeah, so I'm down three uh, Southern Ontario festivals. with a fabulous Vardo, that's- awesome. You know what though, your Vardo, you keep talking about this. And the other thing I was receiving when my throat was being sat on with like how much they were just trying to avoid confrontation. That's what that was, avoiding yeah. confrontation, avoiding having to have the awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. Almost all of this is people avoiding having the awkward conversations that actually help us grow through these issues yeah. and educate 
these yeah. conversations need to happen but anyway that's my own tirade that I got to but yeah I I to speak to all of that um I've attended that particular festival as a vendor I made the choice to stop after a few because you do witness a certain way of events being run Mm. where there's lack of sometimes structure or there's lack of accountability or there's lack of hierarchy or sometimes you notice that certain people are treated one way with certain opportunities or advantages and others are not so i i personally have made the choice not to bend there anymore i have attended the most recent time i attended was as somebody going as i guess a patron you would say of the event but Mm. that's because it's literally in my backyard it's about 40 minutes away from me and i have uh people i know that still attend it out of their choosing and it's those people that i want to connect to so if they're 40 minutes away from my backyard i'm driving there to see them yeah 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 to be able to spend time with them but i made a choice a long time ago um with certain outdoor festivals because there's there's a few that fall under that umbrella of lack of accountability, lack of structure, and sometimes lack of clear, decisive hierarchy. Right, 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 right. Of yeah. knowing who to go to about certain issues. Mm-hmm. So, so I've I've kind of over years, <clears throat> and I get this question sometimes by people because it's like, oh, I used to see you at this event. Why don't I see you there anymore? To answer that question for everybody, when I choose to pull out of events, it's because I, you know, the writing's on the wall. The proof is in the pudding. You can tell when you're a part of an event how an event is run. Yeah. And you can tell if you want to associate your work, your name, your brand with that landscape and that environment. And there's a lot that I have chosen to pull out of yeah. because of because of that reason. So when it comes to your caravan, you know what's interesting is that mm-hmm. I, I do still see travel, but it's not events. Like it's not, it's not you going to an event that someone else is running. It's almost like, I don't know how to say it other than pop up. It's like you creating events yourself. Like it's a very interesting thing that I'm seeing where the podcast is perhaps on the road and you're meeting up with like, you know, guests elsewhere with the people that you connect to you're going to stores where your stuff is stocked and you're having conversations with wholesalers and distributors and so there's very much a sean tour in the caravan that has nothing to do with events yeah it's 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 funny it's funny that you mentioned that it's funny that you mentioned that yeah it's funny that you mentioned that actually um not really (laughs) yeah stay tuned everyone I'm a psychic medium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was put in another uncomfortable situation. I was booked to do a workshop at an event that turned out that two of the two other presenters were like full on card carrying Nazis. And I had to pull out of that event. And the event ended up getting canceled because it it the information became so public that it just became there's no coming back from that PR nightmare. I don't. I'm sorry. I I can't. This is my brand. This is my business. I can't have pictures of me standing next to neo Nazis, whether I knew or about them or not. You know what I mean? Um, and and um, 
it, oh, they're not, they're not, they're not. It took me 30 seconds of a Google search to confirm that they are literally 30 seconds. And it took me about 10 minutes to connect the dots of different organizations and different leaders of organizations. It was such an easy, easy Google search um, that, I mean, patches on clothing, you know. John, I'm doing my deep breathing right now because like, sometimes when I hear about this stuff, my blood starts to boil a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like pictures of of them at at these these organizations like camps thing type you know what i mean um like it, it, it a 30 second search confirmed these two people a 10 minute uh investigation connected a lot of dots like to to be like no this is completely undeniable so yeah you have to be careful you have to be careful about um these issues and and who who you end up associating with and and putting your your safety like you're you're attending an outdoor event it's two days or three days you're in the middle of nowhere um you're vending in a tent you're sleeping in a tent or you're whatever like mm -hmm. you know um you're you're you can't have your safety in question, like your physical safety in question. No, and sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes you're, and this is where the psychic side of it even makes it even more complicated on a whole nother level. Mm. I've pulled out of events or media opportunities or situations before something happens because I receive mm. that something's gonna happen. Yeah. So I pull out even before sometimes, and I've done that, I've canceled media stuff where then, <clears throat> the event gets canceled right now what what kind of look is that that i'm a psychic medium plugging an event and then the event's been canceled yeah 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 so i actually receive don't do that and sometimes i don't have context so then i'm like okay i i trust the people who taught me yeah. how to do everything that i can do which is spirit and but you get to a space this is where i want to infirm in the positive for you you get to a space in your career where it's no longer about you attending the events to get that. It's yeah. more about you creating the atmosphere yeah. the event and you. So I'm excited for you with some of the stuff I'm seeing that we'll keep about because there needs to be surprises in life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not funny that you bring this up at this moment, but it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it is it is validation let's use yeah. that word it's validation yeah. to thoughts occurring outside of this interview Done. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just you know it, it's such a letdown though when you because you know when i'm into something i'm all in you know and i've had the will, same letdown from I will support you 100% and I will yeah. talk up and I'll be like, you have to attend this. You have to attend this. You have to attend this. This was amazing. This was amazing. This was so great. This is all I'm going to talk about on my social media. And you just, you, you pull these dick moves and it's like, yeah. I've, I've at times experienced this beyond the event level. I experienced this a lot as a psychic medium working with third parties or even spiritual stores. Mm 
where there's there's a certain level of expectation of professionalism and i i am coming in as an outsider as basically a contract yeah in that time and so the nature of the situation needs to be like partnering in a business sense and not necessarily i'm your employee right and and there that can be strange too like anytime it's complicated for us in this field of work because anytime you're involving another layer or a third party in connecting with the audience you're then putting that to your brand but you're putting that energy in what you're doing yeah yeah. And that can be sometimes the choice is not to do this because I don't want that energy associated with the work I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this, this isn't just talk because you see so much, not so much lately because we've all been locked down for the past year and a half, but mm-hmm. prior to COVID, so much talk on social media about um, a lot of these conventions and whatnot and mm-hmm. you know the truths of them coming out about the sexual harassment and the uh, unaccountability and you know you try you know someone's you know sexually harassing you so you go to one of the organizers and you become the bad guy you know s- stuff like that and there's so much of it in it's so common the, the i actually just ran into the occults you know uh community and the new age can i add new age to that because i actually age. just yeah. ran into this having to do with psychic expos because like yes there's there there is a lot of i hate to use the word predatory because it's so loaded but there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of predatory behavior yeah of these communities that's masked as i'm a healer i'm a reader i'm i'm an elder or whatever label that's yeah. masked as that as like don't question my memes because i'm a, an authority yeah what i'm doing and that's scary yeah. yeah 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 but but you know so it's there's so much talk about you know so many conventions and so much of this going mm-hmm. on that i have to remind myself and then so you're hearing that talk and then you know people that you follow on on uh social media that present every year at these conventions and you have to consciously remember to separate the two they're not the convention they're not the organizers they're not to blame so don't blame them exactly but so many people like to just oh well you attended so you're as bad as the predator and the organizers that did nothing about it like they just lump everyone together which is wrong but that's something i have to be conscious of because we're all independent parties coming together to partner in a business way but there's like i said there's an assumption that we are all on a much more intimate level yeah. than we actually are. And that's true for the psychic expos too. Yeah. We're essentially co-workers yeah. in situations like that. Myself and the other readers, myself and the promoters, we're co-workers yeah. and we engage on that level all yeah. the time. We're not engaging on personal levels. We're not. Yeah. So like, I, I'm not immediately going to know what your hangups are and that you're part of these groups exactly like exactly. i'm not gonna know that because we're co-workers yeah. and, and just because i bended at a convention where there was predatory behavior 
doesn't I'm doesn't mean I'm responsible for mm-hmm. for it to happen or not to happen. You know what I mean? Like you have to separate the the organizers of the convention from the vendors and from the speakers. Mm-hmm. So like I said, like I know, like I've I've had to, oh wait, no, no, no. The this person and this convention are two separate things. Mm-hmm. Conflate them, don't put them together. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think it's it's easy for our brains to do. So I have to be conscious of that with my brand. I can't have my brand associate I like oh Sean's a a, a neo-nazi why would, don't buy his products well why would you say that because he was at this event and there was neo-nazis there well that doesn't make sense when you vocalize it that doesn't make sense but in some people's heads it's all the same thing behind the scenes I'm saying no to opportunities more than I'm saying yes yeah and I think sometimes our followers or people that engage our services or products or seek us out for even our blogs or content or this podcast, mm-hmm. um, they assume that like we just we just always I don't know where I was going with that because it was half channeled and now it's left my head. But they <laughs> they assume I guess assumption of taking on the risk of all this that we're doing, but they're not understanding like I am my brand. And my brand is all I have. Like, that's what I've built. That's what I've put into is my reputation by extension of that. And I only care about my reputation so far as being able to do the work. Yes. Right? Like, I I just want to continue to be able to do the work that I've obviously been called to do. Otherwise, why would I have these abilities? And, and and feel the desire and, and so easily slip into the client work for me. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they're not understanding that like we with our brand, we want to focus on the purest forms of where that passion started and ignited and where the dream started and ignited and yeah. all these other insulated layers of dealing with these third parties are headaches for us really yeah. sometimes yeah. and navigating it is treacherous yeah. at times as well yeah so uh, protecting our brand is no different than protecting our aura protecting our energy protecting our home protecting our car yeah well that's one thing that people that aren't small business owners don't realize is that your brand is it's not just it's your livelihood it's your wallet but it's not it's but it's more than that it's not even separate from like you can't separate it from yourself and you know the thing is is that I I want to protect my brand if I won 10 million dollars tomorrow in the lottery I would still be making the products in the same crazy way that I do where it's like oh I worked 14 hours today I had no choice because I have all these orders I would still work at that pace because I love we do it because we love it if I I won 10 million dollars tomorrow I would still be seeing clients and I would still be doing the work I'm doing because we do it because we love it so that's why preserving our brands and preserving our reputation and preserving the true intention of why we do this work is vital especially with the nature of work we're doing exactly exactly and because i don't happen to have 10 million dollars the other part of protecting my brand yeah the other (laughs) part of the other part of protecting my brand is that it is my only source of income now 
you know, my brand could be damaged where I do half the business that I'm doing and I have to go get a, a job, mm-hmm. you know, to, to make up for it. But that's still damaging to me personally because that's less products that I'm making. Therefore, that's less people that I'm helping. Mm-hmm. So it's still damaged. You know what I mean? Like there's like, it's still damaging. And, and that's why when we say our brand, we're our brand, our brand is us. It's because you're doing the work and you're helping other people. It's not just product. It's not just a source of money. And unless unless you're doing that, you don't necessarily understand how that all comes together. And those of us that, you know, those of us that protect our brands and you see us making behind the scenes choices like that to protect our brands, mm. like those of us doing that are, are just trying to keep the honest, humble beginnings of why we got into this yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And, and being practitioners of spiritual things in our personal life on top of it being part of profession it's even more important to preserve that yeah that level of integrity in what we're doing and like let's get down to it there's also like ethics involved in what we're doing and there's also there's so many layers to this Mm -hmm. that like ethically do either of us jive with the idea of conducting our business with certain personalities in certain environments and ethically no I could not do that right it, it's exactly. not just about me and my brand it's also about as you said the people mm-hmm. coming to get your products that you're connecting with or for me the people that I'm connecting with in a lecture in a seance or one-to-one mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and we are the brand people think my last name is awakened but <laughs> when you're saying we are a brand like so much so Sean, that I now get the question of like, is your real name Awakened? <laughs> and I have to go, no. Like, I may need to come up with my, I may need to come up with like a rhetoric or story of like the origins of my last name Awakened. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 no kidding. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, 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 that's how much we're our brand though. That was well, my point you know, of saying well, that. I mean, that's how much we're our brand. I mean, my brand is my name actually. Leigh Loken is my, mm-hmm. um, my druid name that I was given when I was initiated uh, into Obod and Awan, you know, just means uh, creativity and inspiration. So like Lay Logan's creativity or Lay Logan's inspiration. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my brand is my name is me is my brand. Like there's no separation, you know, and, and it's, 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 almost it's in my house. Simple... I mean, my, my product, my raw materials, my packaging is in my house. I, make everything by hand my labels i designed and i print out by hand all my products are made in my ritual room in sacred space in my personal sacred space where i do my personal rituals where i connect with my gods and my angels and everything like i am my brand my brand is me one could say the best of me you're getting the best of me one could say that for both of us you're not gonna like me for this one and I tell my clients that before you one could say that for both of us 
we are our brand because our brand is as easy as breathing, just like how we are mediums because mediums <laughs> is as easy as breathing. We just are these things. We yeah. exist in this space. We are a brand. And yeah. Change the topic. I told you, I warned you though. I do, yeah. I warned you. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But no, it just it that's that's just the reality. And mm -hmm. we have to be careful. We, you know, we have to be really careful. I have a change of topic for you because I've been meaning to point this out forever. I sit on messages sometimes. Okay. And I do this thing where I sit on a message and I run it up the flagpole a few times just to get validation. Like, do, should I be saying this? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the messages that come through are vague or, or antidotal or I don't have the context. They, they have this entire time been lighting up the number 10 behind you in the frame through the paint color of the wall you have the number you're sitting in the middle of the number 10 behind you and they keep lighting it up like led lights for me or like it keeps glowing because you're at a completion you're at a completion you've arrived and they've been trying to com communicate that to me the whole time. And I'm just like, no, guys, like, no, a 10, that's too vague. Like, give me more information because I'm the type of medium where it's like, I want more. I want more yeah. evidence, evidence, evidence. So it's the number 10, like, behind me here? Yeah, through, like, the color of the paint on the wall around the frames. So it's a gold 10. It's a gold 10. That's interesting. And it keeps glowing gold and white. And it keeps lighting up. Oh, I, I know exactly who I have to have a conversation about this. But you don't need to validate because like this also feels, an edge of this feels personal. So don't feel the need to validate again. Like it's like the lizard message that came forward earlier i have to say something because i'm yeah. biting my tongue but i do yeah. feel the personal nature of this message so please don't feel the not need not no, not like a, not in conversation in like in a way to validate it but um mm. a conversation because if it's what i'm thinking of there's one person i can talk to and say does that make sense and he'll be like, yes or no. They just switched to think, they yes. just switched to my affirmation, which is yes, 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 yes. They because because I ask, I ask and I re-ask, and we have a system. They have to give me an answer multiple times before I'm like, okay, I'll vo I'll vocalize that. But oh, like, I know the answer is yes. I know they just gave me so many yeses that it's like and it's literally like they're clapping like this in a circle. There's a circle shape involved in this as well for some reason, which I know I'm getting so abstract now. But I'm my affirmation is now getting physical. Like almost I don't feel this is a new physical sensation. It's almost like fingers doing this up my arms it's like it's like a goosebump that is traveling up my body which i've never experienced i don't know what the sensation is oh i know exactly what the sensation is because it's the sensation that i experienced ever for the first time just last sunday working with uh, a couple of okay there you go so the other thing and this is the medical intuitive i physically experience what the person i'm with experiences but also um how do I say this? I tune into how someone else's gifts and valid uh, moments of validation manifest. 
So weirdly, and, and this is something I've come to learn just being around other professionals in this industry, I, that's a talent and ability that I think is mine. Being able to piggyback on gifts essentially and being right. able to tell you, I'm now receiving like this, which by the way is not the way that I receive. What I didn't want to say is I already knew it's probably the way that you receive, but I'm not looking to put words in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mouths. Yeah, yeah. So like I was then getting this and what's interesting is that there's something happening with the legs now where it's almost like when I'm sitting, it's almost like that fold that happens at the hip going down is warmth to like my knee now it's like radiating warmth down my legs now like I've got a blanket on my lap almost or like it's a very strange sensation the warmth in my legs traveling downwards um which is very nice that that is a lovely validation that you have there with the warmth um and there are spirits associated with that validation as well I'm gonna stop there because this feels personal at this point but there are no, keep going. No, like you could keep going. Okay. I, There's yeah. entity spirits associated with this warm sensation. Like you are channeling, you're in a flow of some kind and things are happening. So pay attention to when this validation happens, because I'm seeing you like with the desire to close your eyes when this warming sensation happens. And I naturally see a smile coming across your face. So you're jumping into a channeling zone that is specific and entity energy that feels ancestral by the way. And it's very, um, I don't know. It's, this is beautiful. What I'm feeling. I, you're very fortunate to have these validations. So all of this, these sensations that you're feeling, like you're literally reading some journal entries in my magical journal. This is how I read with my, with my work with right. the, with these Onokian angels, um, with these these sensations that you're getting, it, it's it's. But you've asked the question. You've asked the question recently, needing validation for it, which is why it's channeling through me. Mm. Is you, you've recently physically and also perhaps written down needing some sort of validation because of the doubt that we were speaking earlier about. I'm I'm not a medium. You've needed the validation that because you're there things energetically are happening exponentially for you right now that's the gold 10 they're lighting up the gold 10 again in ritual in practice in structure in the things that you're doing in personal and professional spiritual practice right now there's so much blossoming and there's so much how do i say this in terms of the the idea of science experiment with ritual um there's there's so much let's say data yielded mm. from some of the questions being asked and some of the things you're seeking that soon it will be too much information and it's already starting to be that way but you're not meant to sift through all of it and understand all of it and right. especially right now right. that's right. going to come through writing a book why are you the second person that said said that to me Lord because, have because I'm a psychic medium and because this is the going for you is that your magical journal is very personal but aspects of what you're experiencing will be going into literature will be going into a form that is palatable for mass consumption you know this one this one journal that I'm I'm currently working on it is personal of course but it's not personal to the point where it's like no one can like see what I'm writing. Like this is, you know, these are right. personal issues. It's it's funny that you, 
I, I'm writing this journal every time in this one particular journal that mm-hmm. I'm like, that I'm like, I'm excited for people to go through this journal when I'm dead. It won't be then, but yeah. Like, like it's like, it's in a museum type thing. Like, like I, I. It'll be with family. Like I willed all of my magical stuff to, you know, the British Museum of Witchcraft or the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft. No, it's going to be willed. It's going to be willed to a person. Oh, it's I don't like to family. Oh, I don't like that idea. I prefer I prefer my stuff being given to the world. No, no, but it's then given to them for them to package it for the world, which is interesting. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. You're you're the second person in I think two weeks that's mentioned a book. Um, so the other affirmation you have to watch out for is the shoulders because I'm starting to feel it in the shoulders right here and you know where the shoulder blade is right here with the angelic work you're doing you're going to start experiencing a lot in the shoulders as well oh I just assumed that was just me overworking making products it's a very weird sensation it's right here Mm. and it goes around to here and it almost feels like i'm wearing armor or a harness of some kind like it almost feels like i'm wearing cloak was just said it almost feels like i'm wearing something that's affixed to me so this sensation (laughs) i'm gonna use i'm gonna use this terminology which i don't we're from different schools of spiritual practice so help me out here with what this what this manifests as your school of practice for spiritual things but um it's manifesting almost as what i would label astral objects or astral because when we do the spiritual work we have objects of power that do not physically exist yeah yeah this is manifesting as an astral object that i'm almost wearing Mm-hmm. there's a bit of a weight to it if yeah. that makes sense yeah 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 yep. like uh like a like a lawman or a, a breastplate and yeah okay it's higher than lawman by the way but yeah it's what it's higher than lawman i would say i'd put you at more general territory but yeah <laughs> and further back than that but yeah mm-hmm. hmm. that's interesting that kind of answers uh, and the completion message this feeds into the 10 the completion message and the message of the armor is all leading up to you are the facilitator you're about to be organizing strategically facilitating convalescing bringing threads and things together like a general because now they're leading me right to this is where i'm showing my nerdiness (laughs) and my geekness they're leading me right to um the art of war which i i read sometimes just to prepare for business or right. spirituality right so they're leading me to the book of the art of war and showing me you you're approaching things so much more strategically now and it is like chef's kiss for you it is like this is perfect that you're approaching things so much more strategically it's wonderful that's interesting that's interesting i've been kind of feeling over the past couple of weeks i had a major initiatory experience when I was this is going back years this would have been Mm -hmm. in 2000 and uh 
2006 or 2007, 2007. Mm -hmm. And I was um, working through the Bardic Raid uh, mm -hmm. in the Order of Bards, Obates and Druids. And I had the previous year, I had um, gone back to school. I went to the Transformational Art College and I took their natural healthcare practitioner certification course. Mm -hmm. And there was learning Reiki and all sorts of different energy modalities and whatnot, aromatherapy, herbalism. Like it was just, that all came together. And I had, mm -hmm. and I've spoken about it on this, my podcast before and on um, Fred Arcee's podcast when he interviewed me. I had this major initiatory experience and I remember when it happened, where it happened, what it felt like, what led up to it, what it was like afterwards. And it was like my body shattered into thousands of pieces. And I had to go through the process of picking up each piece and deciding whether I wanted to throw that aspect of myself away or keep it. Oh my God. And it was it was so transformative that there's a pre that moment or that pre initiatory Sean and a post initiatory Sean that are two so completely different people. Oh, that absolutely. That anyone that knows me now that, that didn't know me before then wouldn't recognize that pre Sean. Mm -hmm. so completely different and the past couple of weeks I feel like that's that I'm, I'm maybe I don't know I don't know they're similar feelings it is it's happening again but in a different way and it's uh... it'll be completely different <laughs> way absolutely there's a few uh, things I have to address here because my expression was cut off again my airflow was cut off what about your initial this is a question for you to think about we don't necessarily have to talk about <clears throat> but and reflect on what is it about your initial experience that you're still doubting in because there is still something that's being doubted in while you were talking my my airflow was completely cut off there's something about that that you still do not feel fully validated in. not the whole experience but one thing <coughs> That isn't necessarily coloring the tone of all of it, but it's like princess and the pea almost feeling. There's a pea under the mattress with this oh, experience. Um, so when I was talking about like, you know, my body just completely shattered into thousands of pieces and I had to pick up each individual piece and say, oh. Oh, retrieval, yes. <laughs> yeah, this, this part of me I wanna keep. Oh, I don't like this part of me, I'm gonna throw it away. And it wasn't so much about throwing away all the negative aspects about my personality because I picked up one piece and it was my biting sarcasm that could be very, like if I want to- Misinterpreted. No, not even misinterpreted. Well, misinterpreted, absolutely. But more so that when I want to be hurtful, I, it's my sarcasm um, can be so sharp I, you know, like a, a really sharp blade uh, can penetrate without it being felt. Mm -hmm. So you don't realize it right at first. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Actually, I'm going to keep that. And I've always doubted 
out of that whole experience, mm-hmm. that's, I've always doubted that move. There was nothing else that I kept and there's nothing that I discarded that I've ever second guessed except for that one thing because I thought it, it would be handy. And it's only been the last two years that I realized that it's probably not as useful a tool that I thought it was or that I thought it could be back then. I'm going to say this in a different way. It's not the only tool for the purpose by which you kept it. And what you're starting to experience is that you're outgrowing that tool. Mm. Because we're meant to replace our tools in our tool belt. And that tool specifically, the cutting and slicing through words, which by the way, those are my pieces as well. (laughs) When expressing through frustration or anger or anything, that was not to not to clock you too much or get too personal but that was your only tool for expressing those things at that time which is why you coveted it yeah which is why you kept it is because you're not a person that expresses quickly or easily frustration or anger or any of these things and as a as a little gay boy that when when you're you know gay bash it's not it's never someone that's equal to your size no always six people so you always learn very quickly and i learned very quickly with my upbringing too to use words yeah power yeah Yeah. right so like you're questioning that 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 ability that ability that i kept has you've outgrown now i have it at the time yeah you kept it at the time because you recognized that you needed it and it was, it was your only tool. It was my only defense. Yeah. However, your defense has evolved. Yeah. Like, like it's almost like me seeing uh, like a meadow right in spring where you have that weird week, that weird day where just everything blooms at once. Mm-hmm. You've just gone through that, through your dark night of the soul that you're going through right now. Yes, you're going through another awakening period. That's what this is. Yeah. You've discovered that that one tool worked for that little gay boy that was facing six, you know, aggressors, combatants, and that worked for him because he needed to be charismatic. He needed to be diplomatic. He needed to be able to talk his way out of situations. You're, you're, you're still him, but, but you've grown and you've evolved Mm. that, that you don't need that knife anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So I, I I know I'm at another one of these, you know, transitional mm-hmm. points. So um, the doubt about the experience, can I just say, has now evolved into the experience is still being farmed out and fed to you and things still happening based on that original initiatory experience. Oh, yeah. Like you kept that piece, but this is now still evolving. Yeah. This is exciting. Well, I don't think any initiatory experience actually stops. It never does. It never yeah. does. And 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 that's the secret. We we're never just awakened. It's funny yeah. that I've used the word awakened in my <laughs> in my brand because it it it's maybe more so Alice in awakening. And yeah. that's what I'm always constantly doing. That's what all of us are doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. that's what the number 10 is. You've come to a point of completion. You're going through another awakening right now, yeah. which like the the mediumship gifts that don't exist are, are, are gonna not exist even louder soon. Yeah. <laughs> so have fun yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. They say. <laughs> mine are yours so sassy okay let's let's talk shop without ascribing to labels for a second yeah are yours sassy because mine like give and take sometimes like they were immediately almost like um i forget his name but from moana where it's like you're welcome like they were immediately back and forth with me like that when you're like thank you <laughs> do you experience that well <sighs> Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's part of uh, a little bit of, of myself doubt a lot with this work, not just the fact that, you know, these angels or spirits or whatever that have conjured just come so easily. Um, but like this one conversation I had with Madeir, mm -hmm. it was like, it was like two old Queens talking. It is always like that. Oh my God. And it's and it's and it's like, well, Madeir wouldn't be like that. So obviously yeah. I made it up. It's but just Madeira is like that with you. Yeah. And okay. that's what and see, but see, if now if someone else was have saying what I just said to you, I'd be like, but that's because that's how he acts with you. Just like, you know, you know, you open up all these old grimoires and this spirit has this name, and this is their signature, and this is their sigil. So you do all the work with that name, that signature, that sigil. And they're like, well, actually, you're going to call me this and you're going to use this for my signature and you're going to use this for my signature. Can I say that some of the entities and beings that do that the most with me in my experience, and which is why you get this a lot, are the gods. <laughs> the gods do that a lot. The gods yeah. are very... yeah very specific about how you perform ritual when you have a personal connection with them they don't want you going by book they don't yeah. want you yeah. <clears throat> they don't want you doing so one example i'll use is athena because i connect with athena a lot athena doesn't want any more owls for me athena doesn't want athena's like can i have vodka <laughs> like, yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. they just yeah they they have these quirks and they have these this vibrancy yeah to them, this aliveness that is just it's hard to it's hard to connect with another person on that level where they've also experienced that yeah you know um, can we just talk shop for a second i'm like isn't this cool yeah, you, yeah. two little queens just like hens <laughs> the giggling together like yeah. but but that's exactly what i would have said if someone had my story and told that to me i'd be like well that's because that's how he acts with you like that's yes. like that's that's you know that's obvious um matt oren the author of uh psychic witch great book mm -hmm. by the way everyone mm -hmm. everyone listening right now go buy psychic witch by matt oren he wrote about his experience with kernunos now kernunos mm -hmm. you know very primal and and feral and nature god blah 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 so of course matt orn's like okay that's how i'm gonna work with him well it went from kernunos to lumiel lumiel like, like just like, wants to sit and have tea like, 
like, <laughs> like a bright angel or a, yes. a bright guy. You know what I mean? That's how oh these oh these interactions happen. They're mm -hmm. they're not just because it's it's just because Grimoire X is six hundred years old doesn't mean that they start there. Sure, you're probably not going to end there if you actually have a genuine connection with whatever spirit you're going to develop a relationship where they're you know or you know it's the same sigil that's in the book that spirit may give you specific colors for it the book is you know? foundation the it's book is a jumping absolutely. off point yeah but the book is what leaves room for evolution in these personal spiritual connections. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is that these are personal spiritual connections. So they're going to manifest in a personal yeah. way. And, and what's interesting, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but with the gods and with angelic energy, I found, I find the most work progressively happens for me in the spaces of normalcy with them where we are just sitting down to giggle or to have yeah. tea yeah. or to share yeah. a shot of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th these, I find that I level up spiritually, which is what I call it because I'm such a nerd. I find that I level up spiritually in these moments where it's like, oh, Odin's kind of pissed right now because he's losing at poker. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just yeah. Up stuff like that. Yeah, that was my feeling the other night, by the way, because we had rolling storms here speaking about how we did tornadoes earlier so the tornado warning that you were talking about today mm -hmm. and a few days ago we had lightning that was flashing almost in in sequence like fireworks through the sky right. purple, yeah, and rolling uh clouds and i was and immediately i'm like oh the gods are playing poker <laughs> they're having so much fun that's hilarious but no one would ever I love you too. No one would ever um, think like, oh, gods do that. They, yeah. they they lay back and they play poker and they have fun. But yeah, like, you know, Lumiel. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Lumiel, oh my goodness. Lumiel. It's yes. Lumiel. Yes. Like, yes. like what, what better name, you know? But we're multifaceted. So yeah. why would we ever assume that the gods are not, the angels are not? Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, my name is Sean, but it's also Lay Logan. Uh, it's also Lady Ecstasy when I'm a drag queen. And. People, oh my goodness. You did not just tell me you're a drag queen. You people, know, I'm going to be obsessed with you now, right? Did you not know that? I mean, because I, well, Sean, I, had, I didn't know. Oh, because I had I had conversations about that with a bunch of people at a Culticon. Yeah. Anyways, but no, but the people that like when I'm in drag, Lady Ecstasy, the people that interact with me interact with me as Lady Ecstasy, not as Sean. So no. like it's like being two different people, but also the people that interact with me as Sean, like my brother. Mm -hmm. he's going to interact with me different than the people or not the people, my parents who interact with Sean in a different way as well. So there's three people right there. There's Sean, the brother, Sean, the um, son mm -hmm. and lady ecstasy. But then mm -hmm. there's, there's Lay the Druid and there's mm -hmm. Sean, the stranger. And there's the Sean, the businessman who has to make tough calls Sean, about events and stuff, Sean, you know? So yeah we're so multifaceted mm -hmm. it's weird 
that people um, treat uh, gods and angels and spirits so singularly yeah because i'm sorry that entity is not just associated with the color blue yeah that entity that that spirit that god that angel is not just associated with tuesdays yeah (laughs) and and when you think about it logically it sounds silly now that we've talked about it and we've deconstructed it right it sounds a bit silly that we would think a god a higher spiritual being i can only connect to them through the color blue well that's a starting point but no that's gonna evolve into yellow or turquoise or you know yeah yeah i mean but the thing the thing too is that you know if if you look say perhaps as the gods as aspects of a a singular divine essence Mm -hmm. then you know then you know if if this god with this name this this you know it's still not necessarily one dimensional, but that's where you can, that's where those color and all those associations can kind of make sense more because it's just, yes, because it's, they're factions just that of aspect, world. you know? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I like correspondences. I like everything fitting neat and, and whatnot. Um, Look, I love correspondences. But just, <laughs> but just keeping in mind that when I'm working with these entities, if they say okay but use red instead i'm not gonna be like oh but this book says blue and it's published by wiser so you know it's right so the other thing i'm going to mention from a new age perspective because i'm way more plugged into that community um (laughs) is the same comparison to that would be the pressure to meditate right there there is a foundational start to meditation right you're sitting a certain way for yourself. You're breathing a certain way for yourself. You're listening to a certain thing, or perhaps you're seeking out guidance. But where people get hung up in meditation and these kind of experiences is that they put themselves in that sandbox and then they think that's it. Right. Just like the correspondences. I'm putting myself in the sandbox of the correspondences of colors, herbs, crystals, numerology. This is why I love correspondences is because it's, it's never ending. There's so many. Yeah. But um, that's your sandbox to start building your castle. But yeah. then you get to know through the organic moments, like it's red instead of blue, um, that, oh, there's a swing set over there. And oh, there's a slide over. You get out of your sandbox through the organic moments yeah. and you're meant to. Yeah, exactly. And Absolutely. it's when people start going off book that they then think they're doing it wrong. I yeah. experience, I encounter that a lot. Mm. So if 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 they are if they are like, oh, I went off the guided meditation though. I was supposed to be in a meadow and I ended up in a cottage. Great. That that's that's an individual personal experience yeah. and it's evolved naturally and organically. So it's the same with the correspondences. Yeah. Absolutely. Like see, see now me, I would be more inclined to think I my um my work wasn't successful if Mm -hmm. the correspondences didn't change then I would be like oh I don't think I don't think think this working actually worked Mm -hmm. um because if if everything in the book you know all those correspondences went up if Mm -hmm. If none of that changed, if none of that was altered, that's when I'm like, oh, I don't because think, I don't at think its that core, should be successful. 
at its core, we're talking about creation, mm. right? Um, so it, you have a sense that nothing's been birthed. Yeah. And when we have a sense in spiritual, magical, all these practices, and, and I want a sense of something being birthed or created in every session with a client, every seance that I do, you want it in every ritual. We don't always get it. Yeah. But that is, that's what we're not chasing, but that's what we're seeking. Yeah. And the work that we're doing is that moment of creation birth out of the sandbox, the foundation we've started with based on the book or whatever resource that that's there. So yeah, I agree with you when nothing changes, that's when it's not exciting. Like I love when things are constantly changing in this work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's certainly not the thing, you know, I don't do magic for excitement. No, I do no, magic no. for transformation. It's a nice byproduct. It's a it's a nice byproduct. It, it magic should be fun and it should mm-hmm. be exciting, mm-hmm. um, because otherwise it it just becomes rote and routine and a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so when you're having those experiences where it because it's just so personal and and you realize an individual i'm having a personal connection with x god Mm -hmm. you know and it's not what i just experienced and the messages i was given Mm -hmm. is not in any book ever Mm -hmm. you know and isn't that just the best <laughs> yeah absolutely and and that's why that's why mm-hmm. we do this kind of work hey i live for this shit <laughs> yeah this shit this is the best yeah those and moments people, you know and people um they don't they don't actually i know they're thinking this they mm-hmm. don't actually say this because like on you know a lot of people will talk about you know daily practice and how much time you spend in ritual a week mm-hmm. a day, blah 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 mm-hmm. and um my rush day of personal ritual is like totals like an hour mm. um on a normal day it's well, I shouldn't say normal day. And I'm not talking like I, I do. I make my products like that's a ritual product process. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like my personal ritual, your personal and, spiritual practice. You know, yeah. Um, and I was talking to a friend just the other day and he's like, like, you do more work than Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Lux Files. I'm not just the host of this podcast. I'm also the owner of Lelo Gonzalez. I make beeswax and scented spell candles, loose stick and liquid incense, anointing rolls and bath salts. So once you're done listening to this episode, why don't you head on over to my website at www.lelokanzawin.com and check out my products. For your convenience, the link to the website is also in the show notes. All of these magicians writing books, like mm-hmm. the experts. Mm-hmm. And, and I know people are like, 
like wondering why I spend so much time doing magic. Because even though it's on Twitter, you can still tell tone. With, of with course you reactions. can. You know what I mean? Of course you can. People like to pretend otherwise. But... Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and they don't vocalize it. They, they're like, I, I can't believe you spend that much time because that's them admitting that they don't. And then their whole social media persona. High priestess, witch queen, adept. Mm-hmm. You know, um, spiritual counselor just shatters. Mm-hmm. you know and my ritual practice is a is less structured my ritual practice is how i live mm. because the gifts are always open yeah so my yeah. ritual practice is more so what i wear what i eat what I, yeah. like my ritual practice is in daily choices <laughs> every moment because I have to position myself in ways where I'm the most open and in the best state for speaking to you yeah and in this interview and I'm the most open and I'm in the best state I have to perpetually keep myself almost finely tuned like an instrument if that makes yeah, sense yeah absolutely, absolutely. So my ritual practice is a bit different like even yeah. this isn't jewelry to me this is me wearing something that is helping me ground through the energy that I and I can't wear this in time and it's not just one piece of jewelry and it's not just about the crystal it's about the energy of it like it's very so my my structure is more what words would I put to it almost like a series (laughs) a series of folksy superstitions that have been personally crafted and created where you know if if I see a certain word on a piece of paper I gotta rip it up and throw it into the hearth the fireplace or if so mine is more like that there's gonna be a fire tonight where I've got a bunch of stuff heaped up that's been needing to burn (laughs) for some time including weirdly enough a pair of socks (laughs) that I own is needing to be burned tonight um and once i feel like the energy is shifted enough then perhaps i'll be making s'mores from the fire as well that's my personal spiritual practice is so what i love about the podcast too and events like a culticon and everything that we're talking about is that you and i are from very separate worlds yeah yeah but we bond and mesh so easily on the raw unfiltered form of the experience yeah and that says something well and the listeners need to pay attention to that we are so different but we can validate and verify on so many levels together that our experiences are the same well and see that's the thing and that's what people need to learn on social media is Mm -hmm. is it's not the outer trappings it's the experience you and I you and I are experiencing the same thing and we're walking the same spiritual path the outer trappings look different I happen to like the pomp and ceremony of ceremonial ritual so I'm going to get into my regalia on a daily basis and the full ceremonial um, uh, altar is going to be in use. And I'm going to be dead. Um, my um, sunrise devotion, my noon devotion, my sunset mm-hmm. devotion, my midnight devotion. De- and everything is so structured. Mm-hmm. What I find about that that's helpful mm-hmm. is when I need to step out of the role of magician, druid, 
spiritual person um as in i don't need to be wearing any amulets special jewelry blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. i i can do that because i've um i've created this in my sphere of sensation um what what i need magically and spiritually so when i have to play another role like lady x to see the drag queen i can be that i can be that stereotypical drag queen mm-hmm. and still have my 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 protections and my spiritual connection i actually feel like you're probably not a stereotypical drag queen depending on what that i'm so excited i'm literally obsessed with the fact that you are lady X. i'm i'm so excited okay, to so, perhaps meet okay, her so one day not, okay i shouldn't say a stereotypical drag queen because i'm not because you're not you're so when, not when I when I say stereotypical 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 drag queen, you know it's a lot of cattiness and bitchiness. I know and, that's why you know, I said it. And yes, I I can't. Number one, I can't even be bothered um, um, creating that energy. Um, You're more of a mama. I'm sorry, but Lady Ecstasy is much more of a mama. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we we take care of our our, our young queens, and mm-hmm. in in all regard, like you know, you need clothes, you need wigs. I'm gonna do your makeup. I'm gonna teach you to do your makeup and protect from you know predators and 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 whatnot. I know. Thank you. Thank you for um, doing that. But I mean, also too. I mean, that's just my nature. But also too. Um, this is also Thunder Bay population 100,000 mm-hmm. we're we're not a small population near a big pop it's not like we're in Guelph near Toronto mm-hmm. um we're in the middle of nowhere there's mm-hmm. no there's no stars we're not stars here we're small town hicks in dresses I'm, I love that though. I'm I'm not I'm not doing drag queen bitchiness fighting I need to go up there to see a for show a, for a city in the back of beyond. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there, there's no fame here. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to backstab. There's nothing to backstab over here. So I'll tell you why. Also, I'm so fascinated to meet Lady S- Ecstasy. Like I, I, I'm literally already manifesting and praying on it while we're talking. I'm like, please, Spirit, make it happen. Please, Spirit, let me like have an interview with Lady Ecstasy. Please, Spirit, let Lady Ecstasy have her own podcast as well. No, no, but no, no, like, no, I, no, 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 I know. But although I did have the, I know, idea but but this happened right before COVID. I don't know if this will ever manifest because drag is a lot of work. It's hours of getting ready. Uh, so and I don't know, people I don't, don't know all the time. But, but but I did have an idea. I don't know if you're going to be able to see. Oh my God, that's that's Lady Ecstasy. Go on Instagram, um, search Lady Ecstasy. Please tell me, yes. Yeah, you'll see. I feel like crying. She's beautiful. Oh, oh I'm a hot woman, let me tell you. Um, but that's also like- She's so beautiful. But I mean, you know, three hours of makeup, wigs, corsets. Like, this you know is I mean? giving me Elizabeth like, Taylor vibes. That like, photo, she's so beautiful. Like anyone can be gorgeous when- 
you not true with that kind of work oh not yeah. true with that kind of work Absolutely. well so i had the idea you're just beautiful of, can you own it please i had the idea of starting a youtube show where myself and a couple of my drag sisters would do paranormal investigation in drag oh god please but here's the thing it's so much work to it get is drag, it is you know? but but i actually feel that if you do a mini series or you do a web series like this you should have a special where you show that because this is something that I, as a huge, now not closeted, huge drag queen fan, mm. like I love the queens. I want to be loved by the queens. I want to be <laughs> around the queens. I, oh my God, am I obsessed with the queens and they are just all so beautiful and gorgeous and just i can't go on enough about it the I'm advocacy that it. happens okay so sorry you know, <laughs> we, we had our group like going back like 20 years ago when when i was mm. young mm. and uh, a couple of years ago i think it was like 2017 um because we're i mean we all moved away and you know and mm -hmm. now we're all living in the same city again and uh we were like let's get the group back together and let's start doing drag shows like for fundraising, not for making money because mm -hmm. we're all, we, we're all professionals. We have our careers, number one. And number two, this is Thunder Bay. There's no four or five nights a week of drag shows, you know, so it's not a money-making thing. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, you know, let's put on drag shows. Let's fundraise money. Like one year, one year we raised like $10,000 or $12,000 for Thunder Pride, like our local pride. If you do this, if you do this web series doing paranormal investigations and you want a guest ever, I am so about this concept that it's like, please, will you please deliver upon us this beautiful, <laughs> hold on. It would be fun. This beautiful it, it, yeah. symphony of flavor of niche groups coming together that just, you know, weaves this fabric of wholesome, spooky fun. Like, please. Yeah. I mean, it would it would be fun, and you know, I came up with with like, oh, this would make a good show name, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Because you're not committed to the idea yet. It comes. Oh, I'm back totally not committed, committed to the idea. Absolutely. Exactly, and they know. Yeah. They know who you know full well with the intimate relationship you have. They know, and yeah. they're not gonna. It's not gonna volunteer itself until you're like, okay, there's something here. Yeah. <laughs> they, but I'm telling you, there's something there. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. We just got to get out of this friggin' pandemic first. Um, the pen, well, the pandemic, and weirdly with the pandemic and restrictions, I don't know if you're finding this, but I seem to be busier than ever before with like projects and future things. And I, I seem to be busier than ever before while not being able to physically realize all of it. <laughs> my, my business almost doubled last year. Um, mm. And strangely, because even though like my business doubled, mm. I still found that I had 
more well not strangely because I mean you know with doing the drag shows I mean there's lots of rehearsals and whatnot and mm -hmm. you know plus also too I was uh president of a uh local um health clinic uh mm. for for people living with AIDS HIV AIDS uh hep C and you know doing harm reduction stuff like that so I was um president of the of this health clinic so mm so not not doing the shows and and not having this um this commitment on 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 the board of this health clinic um i was able to still like have my business doubled but still have more time on my hands mm -hmm. so yeah i just so there's a lot more pro projects like i was writing more because i like writing little um like occult detective fiction short stories Mm. Um, we've talked about this before because the other thing I've always wanted to do with you always when I was doing my podcast but hopefully there's future opportunity with this I've always wanted to sit and watch a horror movie with you or like go over uh, oh we were gonna do that remember we had this right. idea yeah 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 because you don't like horror because movies. you were I don't like horror movies because they actually scare me and they have from when I was yeah. child because i know that what goes bump in the night is real so yeah. like, that's why they freak me out but also i think we talked about also perhaps doing true crime too because we're both such huge true crime detective geeks and nerds yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. yes so i would love to however that manifests i'm putting it out there right now whether it's yeah. yours whether it's mine whether it's something else i would love for us to hook up again and do that yeah that would be fun Yes, yes, but write your stories again about the true crime. I loved what I loved about when we connected about that was seeing your enthusiasm. I mean, so I, enjoy, infectious. I, I enjoy doing it. it. It's a lot of fun coming up with these stories and mm. they, they, they evolved. What I wanted to do with these stories was channel like the uh, old school authors and and their occult detectives, they were all like like old older men, doctors and whatnot, and and <sighs> I I like that flavor, and I kind of wanted to bring mm. that that um that flavor back, mm. where it was it was more mystery and and some and some magic and whatnot, but I mean. I'm not a professional writer and you know that 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 uh that saying you're write, not a professional writer until you are well but <laughs> write right you know I don't mm. know what it's like to be a 65 year old man I do know what it's like to, well now 42 but when I started writing these um I was a lot younger so the main character I I, I was writing him a lot mm. younger mm. and because I, you know, I like true crime and I like occult crime, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, my, a lot of my stories were a lot more like what you would hear about in the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s with the blood sacrifices and blah, 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 blah. So my these stories, these stories completely evolve, evolved at, away from like that old school occult detective and more mm -hmm. like I'm throwing like the worst of what people imagined in mm -hmm. satanic panic 
and having having a character that's a little bit more physical and you know mm-hmm. having to save people from being but Sean when you said write what you know how do you know that you you're not intimate enough with the journey of an older man that's a doctor that's a detective I'm I'm just you know isn't just personal experience it's what you witness in your life the people in your life I I just say that because it was it was such an organic evolution because I wanted them to be like like that old man doctor style you know, of, of like these old school writers mm-hmm. and the character naturally evolved into a younger, more physical, a uh, little bit more action oriented, more, more blood and, you know, uh, mm. of, you know, it, it was a natural, it wasn't like, oh no, I'm going to change the entire concept. The, mm-hmm. the, the change was so natural as I was writing that I just I just went with it and that oh that's flowed, beautiful that flowed a lot more easier the mm-hmm. the the bloodier and the gorier that the stories were getting the more natural the 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 writing um, became. But yeah, what's it, interesting for me is I've forayed into fictional writing a t- teeny tiny bit in the secret annals of my computers various computers mm-hmm. and write what you know yours was getting more bloody and gory and the writing was getting better when my characters become more neurotic it's the best yeah i know oh, that's that's hilarious the more like clumsy, neurotic, because like secretly I am the most clumsy person ever. <laughs> I was walking the other day when it was storming outside. I was walking home and getting caught in the rain, and literally I tripped because my foot was tired and didn't want to lift up off the pavement. Oh <laughs> That's hilarious. I know people would not imagine this about me, but isn't it so funny that like you get into that one drill down area and it's like the writing just blossoms and it's like should I be happy that the writing's blossoming because I'm getting more gory and more yeah that's me like should I be happy that the more neurotic this gets like the easier (laughs) one of the easiest stories like I hammered it out in two hours um like uh blood sacrifice rape incest and it was so because like i'm literally like i'm I'm literally taking all the the terrible stereotypes of the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s all the bullshit that was and you're going all in on it (laughs) and and so i'm writing about like no it's real about it and so so the more the more satanic panic the stories are the easier they are to write Mm -hmm. and one of these it just flowed Mm -hmm. like inspiration was being channeled and it it just flowed and it's it's like a five thousand word story that i hammered out in like two hours Mm -hmm. meanwhile others i can sit for two hours and i wrote a hundred words you know 
So when I say my foray into writing, I mean that I've only ever written when I'm in those moments where mm. it's two hours and you get 5,000 words out. So I have in various places, at least 10 different stories or novels started where it's like three chapters or four chapters or, and then I revisit and I'm like, this is good, but yeah, I'm not finishing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes I reread it and I'm like, wow, I went really neurotic with this one. <laughs> Well, this one, you know, that I'm talking about, um, like I said, like there's the blood sacrifice, there's the rape, there's the incest. Mm. I'm like, do I want people to read this and and think like, oh, he he likes this kind of stuff? Just a light Tuesday afternoon with a cup you know? of drink. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, in, the, in my bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, for the record, I like reading about it, like in fiction. Mm. Well, I shouldn't even say in fiction. I like occult crime um stories like like mm -hmm. stories well, and that's the secret um, behind writing what you know is that for the record i'm not as neurotic as the characters that i write but i certainly think i am yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so sometimes writing what you know is writing what you're passionate about or writing yeah. what you how you think you but, see yourself yeah. but it's, funny. How it's, you it's see funny it's easy to talk about but but you kind of have to sometimes have qualifiers because like i'm writing about blood sacrifice rape and incest yeah but you also want to make it clear that that the those aren't my hobbies just like i've talked on my podcast about i do a lot of research on um the mm. nazis not mm. present-day nazis but you know uh mm. world Historical. War II, you know yeah. um and the the um the occult influences of the nazis mm -hmm. and stuff like that it's it fascinates me the mm. way paganism and occultism shaped nazism and how um occultism of that that time period of of um the 20s and 30s germany what that was like and how it shaped mm -hmm. you know nazism and 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 you know because because it's a fascinating topic but you also learn there's so much that exists in the modern world Mm. that has its roots in Nazi propaganda and you don't even realize it, you know? Because it was propaganda. That's the point of propaganda. Yeah, People forget yeah. that that's the point but it, of But it still exists and it's not, it, it doesn't purely exist in that that Nazi anti-Semitic way. It's just, it it entered it's mainstream. Evolved. It's evolved and, another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so subversive that way. Yeah. But the amount is 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 shocking it's and not, though, you know to me. and i mean it it isn't shocking but it is shocking and um yeah so but you know the qualifier is is that i'm not interested in nazis and i'm not a nazi mm -hmm. you know so sub subversive topics you, you kind of mm -hmm. have to add those qualifiers like you know I, I, it's I, why I'm not it's why in my branding I'm not branched off more because like bringing up the branding topic again we have to be so careful with the branding sometimes that we may have all these diverse groups of interests and we may have all these you know pieces that are facets of who we are what part of it makes sense to incorporate into the business and what part of it doesn't yeah and and not all of it needs to be yeah but I would love for my passion of true crime to be <laughs> incorporated 
apprehended to my spiritual I've been vocal about that for years and trying to manifest it like I want to do more true crime work like oh my goodness yes because it's just oh there's something fascinating about it for me like yeah it's it's a case study into the psyche but it's also I love when I receive and channel about events that have happened when I've not read about it in the media because right. then it's yeah. like oh I just love that experience so much yeah 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 it, it doesn't mean that you like killing or you actually do killing you know what I mean no um, because what I'm fascinated by more so especially especially because of my mediumship and working with clients is how we decide things and think things and feel things like the psyche hmm of being human and you sometimes the most polarized examples of that is where you there's the most richness of answers to questions yeah yeah so like dot 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 true crime (laughs) dot 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 incest rape blood sacrifice (laughs) by the way we're wholesome people we're not really into Oh my God, oh. like like really you know read anything that stephen king's ever wrote well he's obviously not a a, a, a pathological serial killer you know no. it's, it's just... can i tell you that i was literally just at walmart the, yesterday and the last stand was in the five dollar dvd bin because yes okay i go into the five dollar dvd bin at walmart up to my elbows i am that person <laughs> i will not be embarrassed or shamed by liking cheap dvds and still using dvds okay but speaking of stephen king i literally saw the last stand in a he's incredible that man with his yeah stories. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if I want to be alone with him in a house at night. No, mm -mm. because it reminds me of that Johnny Depp movie, The Secret Window. Do you remember that one from like the 90s? Was it 90s or early 2000s? I can't remember. But like, I imagine these writers that weave these worlds like this that are so psychologically intensive like ever since I saw that movie The Secret Window it's like every writer like that lives that life now (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so you're right I don't want to be in Stephen King's house because The Secret Window (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I know it's ridiculous it's ridiculous Yeah. yeah that's what I write about like it or don't I really don't care yes yes but it's I bet people would imagine coming to our houses and they would imagine that like they open a closet and there's like this like what you would see in the movies type of altar (laughs) that is creepy and you know people probably assume these things about us with the type of work that we do like someone's gonna come to my house and and there's like cracked mirrors everywhere and the lights flicker on all the time and it's like no (laughs) it doesn't work that way no and i bet your ritual space is homey and comforting and it's not all like you know you know it actually ritual space i i painted the walls gold and one wall red so it's Mm -hmm. the colors are warmer because the the walls were like a bluey gray and a blue and it goes with the cedar really nicely so it's very warm in here there's a fireplace and all my products are here and my altar my working because 
room. Because you mentioned ritualistic work paired with doing your products and people, you know, those memes where it's like what people think I do, what I actually do. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah. But see, that's the funny thing though, because you know, what people think I do, you know, stirring a cauldron, what I actually do is stirring a cauldron. Stirring a cauldron? <laughs> What people think I do, talk to myself constantly in the spirits. What I actually do, talk to myself oh my constantly God. in the yeah. spirits. Yeah. Sometimes those, sometimes it just those, differently. Yeah. Sometimes those memes um, are, hit a little, hit a little close to home. They hit a little close to home, but it manifests visually differently because they're actually imagining a big cauldron and they're yeah. imagining, you know, you hood it over the thing yeah. and, you know, bubbling green and dark, dark, <laughs> creepy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah. And, I mean, and for I, me, you know, I have skulls all over the place, but I still wouldn't, it's still not dark and creepy. No. Well, and skulls, I'm sorry, skulls are dark and creepy. They're, yeah. well, they're, they're comforting they will, to me. They, they will be to some people. You know? They will be to some people. They will be absolutely, but there's uh, just there's an earthiness to it that I love. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can see four right now, just from where I'm sitting. And isn't it comforting when you can see these things that just give you that sense of earthiness and connection? You know, and... the funny thing is, <sighs> and this this will sound weird to certain people and this will sound perfectly normal to most people that are listening to this podcast i feel like um i have some company when mm. when i when i'm around the skulls you know of course you do yeah so yeah um you know so there's 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 a a, a comfortability about about having them as opposed to you know creepy decor and that's what i mean by earthiness the word yeah. earthy to me yeah. is synonymous with living a lot yeah. there's an there's a, an aliveness like a, a a living quality to skulls even in symbolism for yeah. me. so it's just yeah mm. there's a lot of life in bones there's so much life in bones oh my it reminds me of you know that old cartoon you see around halloween where it's the dancing <laughs> spooky dancing skeletons like yeah. that's how much life there is in bones <laughs> absolutely. absolutely yeah yeah no doubt about that no doubt about that i'm gonna pause for a second mm. beautiful so we're back once again yay yes, we are yeah I know you guys missed us. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, I guess to them, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna notice really. They won't notice, but like pause. There's perceived missing us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were they talking about when when uh, when they were on pause? What did we miss? Just like um, like what we were like all the the juicy stuff we were talking about before we hit record. At the it's far too exciting to tell you guys about, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just normal people doing normal things. Sometimes when you're not seeing us do other <laughs> things, yeah. yeah, normal. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, oh, crying out loud! Hold on, I gotta pause. Freaking dogs. I filled up their bowl of water um, when when uh, we paused there, and mm -hmm. one of my dogs totally drank it all. So the other dog's looking at me and like, "All right, 
hold on, I'll pause again and refill up the entire bowl. Mm-hmm. Like my one dog, um, Chato, he likes to drink so much water. Like he'll drink water until he just throws it up and all of his food everywhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I have to, yeah. It's like, I, I guess it's a game he likes to play. I guess it's fun for him. I don't know. Cause he sure likes doing it. I wonder though, at that point, sometimes I wonder if it's a biological impulse or a deficiency of some kind, or if it's like, there was a time I, I, where they went without. So they always remember that. Like since he was three months and yeah. he, he's, um, uh, 11 years old and he's, wow. he's always had a really sensitive stomach mm. um yeah so um I have to like when I say like fill up the bowl like when I know Chetto's gonna drink a lot of the water like I give it to him you in like small increments portion the bowl yes. yeah, yeah so yeah. um yeah so he drank it all and then chef mm. standing there looking at me I'm like all right I'll just pause my podcast again because that's not important. And it's no different than how Holly needed to be all up on me the entire time. That and I mean, I love her for it. She loves rubbing her energy all over what I do. <laughs> Physically, she does it. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, okay, you know, mommy, daddy, whomever, we're busy right now. <laughs> Go occupy yourself, please. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because that you know they're they're pretty quiet dogs and mm-hmm. whenever i have a podcast the second i hit record then they have to wrestle mm-hmm. and you know make like the little like growling noises when they wrestle i'm like why not like of course for mine it's hearing my voice but knowing i'm not speaking to her mm, yeah yeah. So she hears my voice. She hears I'm having fun. She hears I'm laughing. It's like, like beeline <laughs> for me and be like, oh, you're engaging in a fun and friendly way. How can I be a part of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, we yeah. love them. We love animals. Oh my God. So much. Mm-hmm. So much. They are like our kids and family and uh, parents and all of it combined. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah they're amazing they're great they're nice and cuddly and Mm. i just mm, i just love them i know i I love them in all their forms and iterations whether they're physically here or not because i get to have that experience too (laughs) (laughs) where they're gone they're never truly gone for me (laughs) ghost cat ass right in your face Mm mm-hmm Mm, well actually what's been happening this is cool this is what's happened like the last few months with clients is my animals are coming through to my clients lately so I had one a few weeks ago that is again very psychic natural medium but would be like no no I'm not exactly like you and and would be like I'm never gonna either (laughs) but she was like she was like oh what's interesting is last night there was a black cat with me and he and she just identified gender (laughs) immediately was on my bed and doing this and I said I'm gonna send you a photo of that I just put up yesterday of this childhood black cat I had male that literally he's coming through in the session because I just put his photo up in my room yesterday (laughs) they still they're still around us Mm -hmm. like they still oh i'm sure yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We love so, us so much. What do you do with like for your business, you know, mm -hmm. working as a psychic medium for your clients, you know, mm -hmm. what pe like people reach out to you, they want readings. Like what's that whole process? What do you do? If someone, how I read or how to book with me? <laughs> well, both. I mean, like, I mean both. But but why do why do people go to psychic mediums? Like like what what kind of work do you do with your clients? Oh, that's interesting because why they come and the work I do, two separate things sometimes. But yeah. usually people are psych seeking out a psychic medium because there are questions that need answers, whether it's their personal life, whether it's more esoteric type of stuff. There's, we, we are constantly as human beings thinking and seeking and trying to learn and grow no matter what level or spectrum it is mm -hmm. towards a goal of some kind or a motive of some kind, right? So when there's questions that need answers and people aren't sure of how to find that for themselves, or maybe they're not liking the answers that they're getting, they seek out a psychic medium for that kind of thing. So for me booking with me is very I do everything online right now because COVID yeah so booking with me is on my website um and it's through a calendar that you book I take prepayment because that's the only way I do it online and um and it's a session over zoom over video chat no different than what we're doing mm -hmm. and sometimes if the client requests it ahead of time I'll allow them to record from their end as well during a session right, right and then how I go about it it's no different than how we've been sitting down I've been tuned into your energy the whole time that yeah. eventually I was like I can't bite my tongue about the 10 about any of it because <laughs> if I'm tuned into you it's just happening even right. even an inner reading I'm seeking out those answers I'm seeking out that information but in an environment like this ethically i'm just sitting here basking in the energy the flow of what we're doing right and right. while that's happening the screens are going off over here and sometimes the screens are going crazy enough that i'm like okay what is it like what's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but what's interesting with the type of reading i do i i oftentimes um I oftentimes allow clients to ask me what they want or give me whatever information that they want in the beginning initially when they sign up, but then I don't really want to know anything after that point um, at all because I want it all to be served through the validation of me not knowing. So things. you you won't necessarily, like when you're working with a client, you're not necessarily going to know why, like what issue they have. No, it's very much like how we just had that moment with the number 10 and the the lizard sign and all of it. All of those moments that happened organically is exactly what happens in a reading. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have clients that ever contact you and, and you know, like, like, you know, when you're in the seance and you're, you're okay, there's this person coming through and, mm -hmm. you know, do you have people like, oh, I need to contact my dead husband because I need to know where he, I don't know, bur buried all of our money, you know, Hit like the ring or whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. And okay. the clients that I have that come to me like that are <laughs> Venn diagrams, sometimes the ones where their partner or spouse was living a double life. So they come to me 
with notebooks, photo album. They almost come with too much sometimes. Okay. So seeking answers that I have to be like, I don't want to touch that stuff. I don't want to, because sometimes, and people don't understand this, I can get, <laughs> it almost seems as if I can, I liken it to pulling rabbits out of hats. I can get something from nearly nothing right most of the times that like if you're gonna pile stuff on me it's too much like right 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 because I'm always having to distill and funnel the information and I'm already getting that much on my own yeah so so definitely there are people that come super over prepared but they tend to be the ones where their reading is likely to be a very intensive healing Mm releasing kind of session where it's not psychic or mediumship at that point those are the tools right but it's almost I hate to say I don't like saying this all the time but it's almost therapy yeah Yeah. so at that point yeah so I find that the clients that come super prepared or wanting to know a lot of things or with a lot of questions tend to be the clients that it's not the answers that they actually need it's the experience of openly communicating and having somebody across from you that in that moment intimately understands your hardships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the level of intimacy is me physically feeling your spiritual validation. Yeah. How intimate is that, Sean? Like, and that happened three times while we were talking with like, yeah, to it as yeah. well. Yeah. What yeah. about people that like, Oh, I want to, you know, get in contact with my dead husband just to talk be around him yeah I do that depending on that that comes with like asterisks 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 Mm -hmm. caveat of like but is it healthy for you to continue seeking that outlet right that's the other side of it is I sometimes will get a sense or be told very specifically by ancestors or even by the dead husband she's holding on so tightly and she's constantly needing to hear things from me or he that that I don't know that I want you to tell them stuff anymore like tell them hi tell them tell them this about our dog or you know the validating evidential things that have has them believing that that person's there but then the message is never usually more than that sometimes so yes sometimes people want to hang out and they want to hang out and I almost embody that person during the time together my linguistic choices I don't even notice I shouldn't call it choices my linguistic change my body language changes and shifts and that also provides some comfort but it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic when someone is seeking and just wants to hang out I do I do do that but within reason when it's not because there is a very fine line with people seeking out these services that then there's an addiction sometimes that develops oh, like quite honestly. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, the the people that are listening to this podcast, they're more occultists than mm-hmm. just regular mundane people. So Absolutely. you're going to relate to that somehow, whether it's you know, uh, a tarot reader where that has those few clients that can't do a thing without calling you for a reading. You no, know? I, okay. And I, this is something I'm going to be blunt. Okay. I don't like 
or stay in contact with clients like that for very long. Yeah. And I do fire and blackball in my on my own quietly clients because yeah. there are readers like that. I do not like I do not want nor do I want my brand associated nor do I have the time and energy to picking to pick out your car paint colors for you because right. you're not quite sure how to do that decision. Like a lot of my reading is really trying to reinforce while it's happening like this i'm giving you information foundation spiritual tweets you know I, i'm giving you a starting point but you're on your own after this <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and also don't come back to me until such and such has happened or this has progressed or sometimes i have to be specific about that as well yeah no that makes sense i mean there's gonna be you know people less ethical out there that'll be like as long as you're paying i'm gonna do it you know an opportunistic right but i'm not that's no. that's how you can tell the reason by which people do this work the money doesn't motivate me the yeah. work does the yeah. spiritual work and it's all rescue work for me not just you know entities and spirits like the physical living living breathing spirits i'm connecting to it's rescue work for their soul yeah too yeah, yeah. so so people book on your website mm. and like when um when the world you know gets back to normal uh mm -hmm. and like you you start doing events like psychic expos and whatnot mm -hmm. do you like on your website you're like oh i'm gonna be at this so it's usually it's usually website socials everywhere i'm usually also indexed on promoters websites socials right etc yeah yeah so the yeah. people that follow you on social media mm -hmm. they're, they're gonna learn like oh allison's they'll be the first to know yeah, yeah, yeah. Post COVID, where and when they can see me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But awesome. mum's the word on that a little bit right now because you're probably in the same situation where there's plans inside of plans and plots inside of plots, but all of it is hin contingent and hinging on the nature of COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I I I know there's an there's a there's an end to the tunnel. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't really start feeling it until I got my first shot. I, you know, felt it a bit, but it mm -hmm. wasn't until I got my hair cut for the first time in four months on the mm -hmm. 30th of June when Ontario started the reopening plan. Mm -hmm. And a, a couple days before that, I was able to rebook my second dose, which was originally scheduled for the end of September to mm -hmm. the 20th of July. So I was really starting to feel like, oh, I'm not going to start planning for stuff in the fall, but I can start thinking about the future that these things, that planning will start happening. And right. then on Monday, I learned that here in Thunder Bay, um, the mass vaccination sites were opening to walk-ins. So on Tuesday, I went and I got my second dose and I feel fantastic about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, you know, there's, there's, 
I wouldn't say plans, but there's there's planning for plans. Loose goals and ideas. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. for me, there's there's plans as in I now can answer the question of whether I'm traveling or not. I'm probably going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I will say is it's likely not to be to the extent it was before. That was hardly sustainable for me before. Mm -hmm. And if COVID's taught us anything, it's prioritizing to the heavens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I my my priority now in my life is me but my priority i used to put the work before myself yeah. yeah because when it's a calling on that that high of a spiritual level it's very hard to to justify putting your personal spiritual no your personal human experience above yeah spiritual calling were but you, were you doing sessions with clients over zoom prior to covid mm -hmm. oh you were okay so it's not something new no, but but oh. my work has always been publicly. My work has always been more in pockets. So it's interesting. People, because I, I, I used to do simultaneously work out of a shop, do online sessions and travel. So I, I had a few years where I was doing all of that. People locally in, uh, that knew me locally from the shop had no idea I traveled. Mm, people, okay. that, people that I traveled with it would always be a surprise. Oh, I can talk to you on Zoom or Google me or the phone or whatever <laughs> when I'm not seeing you. So it's interesting that I have all these separate little worlds. Yeah. I've had all these separate little worlds of clients at times and they sometimes intersect, but yeah, online I've done for years. Also international, I should mention, cause I get questions a lot of, um, will you read someone from the US or Brazil or you know Europe or mm. I, I have had clients internationally for years. I can meet international needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't, I, I suppose I advertise differently as a reader because I don't put that in my buzzwords like internationally known. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, words like that start get, getting a little like cheesy, mm -hmm. you know, international psychic medium. Mm -hmm. Just call me Allison, please. That's yeah. my name. <laughs> yeah. And 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 also too, you don't want to run. Oh, so you travel around the world. No, I I just I I I've done I've done it over Zoom. Yeah, video chat. You know, yes. You know I mean? So yes. you know, yeah, it's 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 hard to yeah. I don't like labels like that anyway, because yeah. I I don't enjoy when we over qualify terms that are already so difficult for us to pin down like the term medium just in this one episode people will be able to hear and see that that's a somewhat loaded term yeah that people that i people that are either can identify with that word or may not right yeah so when you add internationally renowned and all this like let's it's already it's already it's already a complicated yeah. term why are we adding all these qualifiers yeah 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 <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. but i mean you know there there's also a way to you know like 
on because your website is your personal website it's all about you and Mm -hmm. you know especially if you're if you're like okay well I do zoom sessions it's okay to say you know I I have clients in Brazil and the U.S. and mm-hmm. da, 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 that I do sessions with over Zoom. You know, mm-hmm. you certainly don't have to be like, oh, well, I'm an international, blah, 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 blah. Well, it, I, I think it's a little silly to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and a lot yeah. of people do. A lot of people, you know, look at stuff like that and be like, oh, I, yeah, this person, I, you know, mm, you know. Sorry, the answer usually is, I don't care. <laughs> because and this is just true for society for various cultures like we in our human experience have started labeling things to the nth degree yeah yeah that the labels end up leading conversations and leading everything and sometimes we can't get past it for some things it's important that we recognize the labels but not live in yeah. And dwell in and yeah yeah exactly because mm-hmm. what happens then what were we talking about earlier with gods and spirits it's so easy to become one-dimensional when mm-hmm. you when you're when you're ascribing yourself to be these specific things all the time yeah yeah like, and 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 a label becomes your identity you know mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden you're just a one-dimensional being and you know, I was talking about this with a friend, but for another niche group, which will show how nerdy I am, cosplaying, right? Mm-hmm. Where some people get so connected to a specific character and their journey, and they're that they end up cosplaying and embodying that character the most in different iterations. But then sometimes the line gets blurry that they that that labeling themselves as that then becomes part of their identity. Right. Yeah. And at the beginning of the day, that was a fictional character. Yeah. So we get too wrapped up in these labels and we get too wrapped up in, and this happens in spiritual development. I don't know if you notice it in, in, with what you deal with with more structured initiatory rights is that when practicing, you can get so hung up on the labels and the words that you're halting the progress of the practice altogether. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, your your work can take you down or start leading you down a certain way. And you're like, oh, I know I because I'm X, I'm not Y. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, if, if you're going to let a, a artificial yeah. label stop your spiritual progress, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully your continuing journey um, teaches you a lesson about that and you could move past uh, you can move past that that uh, the hurdles you've created for yourself exactly exactly this is the thing most people don't recognize is hurdles that we experience in life it's almost always 50 50 50 percent of the hurdles we experience we've created yeah 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 absolutely absolutely yeah and that is the journey of balance between internal and external 50 percent of the experiences and and hurdles and all of it we create or we perceive or we so adding labels to that, no, it's why I sometimes have a hard time. I, I have a hard time with the bio things sometimes, not because I can't write my own bio. I absolutely mm. can. But when somebody wants me to list, so what can you do? It's like, oh, I can do a lot to spiritually. Yeah. But yeah. What do I want to label what I do? I don't want to limit what I can do spiritually because 
I still have moments and readings and sessions. And I had a moment today when I was experiencing your physical affirmations Mm -hmm. because I don't label and because I'm so loose with that, I'm almost always experiencing new things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't happen if I believed myself to only be this. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Because if, if you're like, well, I don't experience these sensations, that literally is going to cut you off from experiencing those sensations. From others, perhaps, or from you don't know the source. Because yeah. sometimes when we're labeling this stuff in spirituality, we're quantifying the message, uh, or we're qualifying the message, the source, Um and we're putting we sometimes then are in such a rush to put labels on other things external to us spiritually and that's where it's like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, human foibles we're made Mm. of them we love life (laughs) (laughs) hashtag (laughs) um what's your um website www.allisonawakened.com uh, Allison with two L's so your first name and your last name dot mm-hmm. yeah my quote-unquote last name <laughs> <laughs> when people started asking me that I, I said to someone jokingly like do I need to pull a Madonna or a Cher and drop the awakened and just start going by Allison <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yes it's allisonawakened.com then it would have to be with a Y and an E. No, because my name is my name. Yeah. When I was younger, it always actually I'm bothered me. Allison. It actually bothered me when I was younger that I didn't have a Y in my name. Oh yeah? Yeah, it did. It's so funny you said that, only it's not. <laughs> because what? Because You're a medium. But yeah. <laughs> I, I always wanted a more interesting name, but no, it's the classic spelling. A-L-L-I-S-O-N. I'm just Allison. There you go. <laughs> just Allison. But I'm also just Allison. <laughs> <laughs> and and all of <coughs> all of your social media. Uh, you don't you don't have to all of my socials are at Allison Awakened. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I mean you don't you don't have to list them all because I'm gonna put your link. Tr- <clears throat> Cool. I'm gonna put your your link tree in the the show notes anyway, so people can go to your website and, mm-hmm. and then people can um, go to all of your social media and start following you. So yeah. that's all that information is gonna be in the the show notes anyway. So, mm-hmm. so the listeners will have it. So yeah, so connect because I'm also doing new things right now. I just uh, can I announce this? Yes, because yeah. Well, it was me asking them actually, and they told me yes. Um, I just finished working on a Discord server. So I'm also working on alternative ways of creating community and connecting as this COVID-ness and our new way of living continues to evolve regardless Mm. of restrictions being lifted. I have noticed a trend with individual client sessions I'm doing, the thirst and desire for community. Okay. Which is why when you were discussing, (laughs) when you were discussing your community, I just had such that that sense of warmth because you have something that is just truly incredible for yourself while all this is going on that you have that trusted group of other spiritual practitioners that you can you know build 
things on but i find on the flip side of that more so not in the cult but more in the new age side of things which is where i play a little bit more um it's less organized so right. there's a lot of people are not sure where to go yeah. so i'm trying to create community as well for oh, that sense awesome. of yeah and especially since we've all somehow this is a time to jump on these things because we've all had to learn how to do things online yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely that's insane <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh that's good that's good that's so people can if people want access to me beyond sporadic emails my website every once in a while i answer dms but it depends if they want more con you know contact with me that's where i'll be chit-chatting about everything in my life on the discord mm -hmm. okay okay that's good yes awesome. well i'll have to i'll have to join it i i'm on discord um because uh, Michelle Belanger had invited me to her house, um, Kapuru, uh mm. Discord. So I ended up, you know, joining Discord and whatnot. So it's a great tool, although yeah. it's a tool that's not fully understood because it, it, it was born from gaming community. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a stellar tool for creating community and fostering community. Yeah, yeah, so. And streaming and so much can happen there. Yeah, so that's yet yet another social media thing that I- Yet another platform. So, yeah, yes. so I'll have, to, I'll have to join yours then. Yes, oh, yes you awesome. will. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing my podcast. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me because yeah. I just, I'm a fan. You were saying you're a fan of me. Okay, because I have to tell you, this is the other thing that happened synchronicity recently, mm. is I have this trunk of like incense and like spiritual, like, because I sometimes do ritual ritual, and yeah. I have my trunk of ritual items, and I'm sorting through it because it's been a little while, um, which I'm embarrassed to say, and right nestled in a full archaeology type of layer in my chest, is all a bunch of your product. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I do this thing where I hoard the products that have the best, cleanest energy to mm. me. So like I go to these festivals, these events to seek out people like you and to meet people like you because you make the best products so for me to I be really able do. to do the work I'm doing with clients. Yeah. And um, I'll have to send you photos later of this stuff and maybe send it to you in DMs or something because yeah, it's, probably for sure. your, it's probably your old labels from years ago. So it'll give you this warm feeling and it's probably like maybe product lines you don't do anymore. <laughs> I haven't discontinued anything. I am actually discontinuing a really? bunch. Yeah, I'm discontinuing a bunch of products um, for my uh, fall winter catalog that's coming out in September. Mm. But I've never, um, this will be the first time since I launched the business in 2014 that I've discontinued um, something. I, I have some loose incense, candles, and there's something else. Did you, okay. did you ever do resin? Because I think I have some yeah. resin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the f I think, I know for sure Occulticon the first year was my old labels. I think second year might've been my new labels, but even since then, sure. like my incense, um, I've switched packaging. Um, so they're in like, like craft 
Um, zip okay, up. so you're gonna get a kick out of this because I'm gonna show you because I hoard like a dragon or like yeah. a goblin because I'm a gamer and that's how I game too. But I like to hoard things in chests. Right. So I've, yeah. I've hoarded yeah. my treasure of your product. <laughs> you definitely definitely send me a photo of that. I want to see. I will. I will. I will. Because you'll get a kick out of that. That like yeah. you know. I'm. By the way, I'm also a fan of you, and this is how much of a, of a fan of yours that I am. So also thank you 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 know you said thank you to me and i want to say wait i'm a fan but also no 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 thank you (laughs) for this experience oh it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun okay well um i'm gonna say good night to the the listeners and the viewers and um again uh in the show notes um all of Allison's uh, links and whatnot. So definitely check out her website and uh, follow her social media. And, uh, and of course, my links are there. Um, so uh, you want to follow me and the, the Lux files and go to my website and buy my products because you heard it here, folks. They're the best in the world. So they are the best. Like I'm such a fan. I'm yeah. such a fan of his. And now Lady Ecstasy. Like yeah. I'm already a fan, and I've not even met her. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For the Bye, listeners, for the listeners, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Lux Files. You'll find all the guest links in the show notes, as well as the link www.laylokanzawin.com slash links. That link will get you to my page of links, where you can then go to my Laylokanzawin website, The Lux Files page, and my Laylokanzawin YouTube channel that has all the Lux Files videos. It also has all my social media links there, so you can follow me and The Lux Files. And don't forget subscribe to the Lux Files wherever you get your podcasts. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving me a review. Until next time.